and welcome hither to WTF and Vana Deal. Tell your children not to look my way. Tell your children not to hear my words, what they mean, what they say, with Spicy and... <laughs> the Fox Danger somehow supporting that message? What message do you support, Fox? Tell your children not to, not to look my way. MOTHER! <laughs> yeah, man. The words you say? Yeah. And today we're going to show you our world with uh, a nice episode here on what uh, is not supposed to be 100% cynical, although I am an incredibly cynical and toxic individual, and Fox is just a very skeptical and cynical person. But uh, on uh, myth information, as Mike Tyson would say. <laughs> yeah, um, just stuff that gets perpetuated. Because a lot of times I'll talk about like what gets perpetuated in the community um, when I make like asides or comments about things that I've seen. And... Um, it's just something that we deal with every day, whether or not we know it, it actually occurs. And like a lot of times these myths are, aren't even like new myths. A lot of times they're like really ancient one that's perpetuated for no reason at all. Meet, so like, yeah, there's, there's a bit to delve into. Meet the new myth. Same as the old myth. Yeah. So how are you doing Fox? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I've been doing some uh, dynamics for my group uh, because it came to my attention recently ish. That uh, one of my members didn't have a dynamic Sandoria D clear for Wave Three. Wow! Did they so, not kill hundred mobs? No, no, no. I'm talking about the Wave Three clear where you get their mask. Oh, yeah. Did they not trade in merits for seven years? Oh fuck no! <laughs> no one in my group is going to do that. But um, yeah, we didn't know, so we just went in there. Well, we went in there as eight, but the off party was like a Geo alt and a White Mage alt that really didn't get used. So like, we cleared it as like six. It wasn't that bad. And the reason I'm saying we cleared it as six and like trying to pretend that it wasn't that bad because it it really wasn't honestly, is that uh, we aren't like geared out to the teeth as some may believe. Like we don't aren't like spackled in R15s and all that stuff. Like we have sensible gear and we have above average gear. But a lot of times people avoid dynamics because they think it's some sort of it's another one of those unattainable things. But if you just go in and do it with a solid plan, like you can get it done. And yeah, we um, we crushed wave three and we crushed the boss. Um, not gonna lie though, we did uh, skip wave one and wave two, and just um, basically pulled the statue and killed Halfus. I thought you were like elite, so I don't know what you're skipping these waves for. Yeah, right. Well, as six people, like crushing all the waves is is gonna be pretty intense, unless you're like cheating your balls off and or I guess being the absolute top end of things. You gotta crit your balls off too. We've established it's that. It's true. It's true. But yeah, it wasn't bad, and honestly, um, this is the first time that I'd really played Runefencer in Dynamis since getting access to, like, Naomi and stuff, and it was, like, night and day. Um, like, no mob in that zone is threatening after that point. Like, like nothing can kill you. So Well, you say that, Fox, but I guarantee you, if we stuck Felgar out there in Naomi, I think there's a possibility that something might kill him. You know, and you make a good point. Like, I make a lot of assumptions that people are going to make good, reasonable decisions about the way they approach their play, and that isn't always the case. Um, but these things do make us quite powerful, though, when we equip them and use them properly, that's for sure. I'm sorry. I know I'm putting down Felgar a lot, and I like Felgar. It's just... I, yeah, I do, too. The t yeah, yeah. He's a very likable guy, most of the time. Um, <laughs> but when I just... The, the thing still sticks with me to this day about how you'd go pal into a run and you're like, okay, Felgar, you're going to go pal in this time. And Felgar runs out there with like, quote unquote, the exact same gear and just explodes. And like, it wasn't a one-time thing. It was just like multiple times over multiple runs, just 
every time there'd be like uh, on the four two there uh, when you're pulling the um, the Angon Maz and everything. Every time that happens, it'd be a Felgar exploding incident. Well, there's a difference too when you look at like what players will typically do in runs or or do when they play this game. And although he has probably gone Paladin a lot to things, I probably have more experience as a tank. So like I'm. I, I know a little bit more of like what to double check when I run in to make sure I don't die, you know, what buffs I need up or what buffs I need in advance, you know, when to appropriately use Sentinel and Rampart, which I often see misused by people, um, stuff like that. So, so what you're saying is age before beauty. I mean, I guess, but really it's, it's, it's reason before Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's definitely, that's definitely something that should definitely be repeated as a meme. Reason before Leroy. That's right. That's but uh, that's yeah. Also, power. also recently we finished Bumba again for our new player that came in to replace you. So finally we have another person caught up on ah. Naomi gear being done. Now, now Blame um, can turn around and mark it. That's good. Right. Now he's part. He's part of the group, so his tags belong to me. So uh, that is what it is. We aren't going to be marking it anytime soon. That's for sure. And we've actually almost finished Kalunga too, which will be nice because then we can work some more tier twos into the rotation um, instead of having to deal with Kalungas. Uh, I would really like to get Suru done, but only half of our group is like hardcore ninjas, so it's really hard to justify putting Suru in over the needs of like getting everyone, you know, more Galetti's gear or whatever in its place. So I mean, I'd like the the dagger. I don't have I don't have a sheer earring on the dagger, so I don't have I've have not done Odyssey since I was playing with you guys. So yeah. And the dagger's really... I, I really like the dagger. Um, I think it's been really nice on content where I have to, like... It definitely has a use. ...slash heal, yeah. But since in, that uh, use is in DD, most people overlook that use. It, it has a really high base damage, which is nice. The delay is fine, and it's got great supporting stats. Like, it's not a Rima, obviously, um, but I like that the DT is built into the actual dagger itself that lets me have more flexible sets, for sure. And you don't always need to be the highest-end DD, which... <laughs> this episode i guess we'll touch on a little bit in order to uh, serve the purpose of what your group needs it's certainly going to be about picking on things but the point of picking on them besides entertainment and, and enjoyment uh is to really try to point out where things go wrong for uh a brighter tomorrow as you could say like we're a dentist or yeah. something we're going to be getting down in these mouths and doing some root canals and pulling out this shit and uh patching up these holes here to hopefully because a lot of this has been, like with the mechanics episodes, uh, just about reasoning and trying to come to a certain outcome without having to go, hey guys, um, I have Wind Buffet belt, and I also have an R15 selfie belt. Um, which one's optimal? It's just like, no, no, no. Really, that's going to be my answer to a lot of comparative gear questions where like things are almost the same. It's like You will really, realistically never notice the difference. Correct, correct. As long as you don't keep making sacrifices that are clearly suboptimal, then those will compile. But I've said that sort of thing before. Uh, but how are you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing all right. I today have a pumpkin beer because we did miss October for a month. So I did miss Halloween and all that due to the vacation, sort of. Came back before it, obviously. But all these beers, I bought them like, oh, October's coming. I'll make sure I get some bullshit pumpkin-flavored stuff ready. And I am not a pumpkin beer kind of guy, but... Pumpkin is always okay. I mean, it says in caps lock, um, pumpkin pie in a glass. Oh, that's a lot. Yes, yes, yes. So pumpkin beer has always been kind of strange for me because it it just seems to me like it tastes like copper. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know why they capitalize pumpkin pie in caps lock and then put in a glass in lowercase, then caps lock glass again. 
for all the ear rape I've had so far. This is twice now. Hopefully there's no more ear yeah. rape. But I'll apply a limiter to the episode so the ear rape is cut down and just cuts out my whole voice. Oh boy. But it's literally just, why are you caps locking pumpkin pie in a glass? Because they know that people like pumpkin pie in general and they want to market to that but yes, particular this, need for beer that tastes like pumpkin pie. This is I have one of these that is just because happy Halloween, everyone. Uh, Thanksgiving just happened already, so that's good. Uh, Carrot is playing Digimon because Black Friday is a hell of a drug, so I got kicked out of the room that's typically set up here, so I had to spend extra time trying to rebalance out my noises because I'm not in the same position, not in the same acoustics, da 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 which is great. I mean, great waste of time. You know, looking at this episode ahead and like the conversation we've had so far pre-show, um, we're actually going to have to put this episode on pause for a second while I kick this Diet Coke that I told you I was having to the curb. And I'm going to go grab myself an IPA and I will be right back. Okay. Sorry about that. I never do that, but this is uh, important this time. Yeah, I, I figured the, the road this might go down. No, I, I think as long as uh, we walk a tightrope, this can be a pretty good episode on all accounts. Although, you know... Nothing will appeal to certain people because, uh, you know, there's a lot of criticism of my personality that I, I've been having tossed at me lately. Uh, so that's that's fine. If you don't like it, you don't like it. That's fine. But also on that note, uh, did you have a good Thanksgiving, Fox? I did. Um, I had one of those, like, traditional Thanksgivings you would see on the cover of the magazine. It was really tasty. And well, it, what magazine are we year. talking about here? Is this, like, uh, home and kitchen or whatever that free one you get in, like, furniture is or is that uh are we talking something like uh i don't know like like something you'd see on the rosie o'donnell show i guess i'm being like super general but i had like basically your, your stereotypical thanksgiving with the stereotypical things that you would expect to have at thanksgiving like in general creamed corn um, but just made really well no but regular corn is fine uh definitely had regular corn as a, as a side I mean, I can see, I can see I'm going blind because I had a nice time uh, all day with that. But then I accidentally made my Pyrex explode in the kitchen. Yeah, I saw that picture. Yeah, so what it is. Pyrex too, wow. Yeah, it was Pyrex and it was one of those big Pyrex baking dishes for like casseroles in this case. Those I, are usually really hearty. They are, and they're thick. Just like, you know, that boy. But that was fucking cringe. Um... Yeah, it was. I was thinking of Carrot when that, because she does that thing. When it, it, you don't live my life, shut up. Um, so you're right. <laughs> so what happened is you're not supposed to take Pyrex above 425, and I was making stuffing in it, but I'm also throwing the turkey in later at 450. So I had it at 350 for like all like close to 30 minutes out of the 35, then uncover for 10. You're fine. I'm like, okay, it'll just be fine if at the end I throw it to 450. And I, it only has like 10, 15 minutes in there at most at 450. So that's fine. It wouldn't have broken. The problem was I had a stove that was full of shit. So the place I would put it to cool down, it's actually relatively warm because the oven lets off heat above the stove and the surface of the stove becomes like hot slash warm to the touch. So on top of the, I have a gas stove because I live in the Northeast. So on top of the, the iron grates or whatever above the gas uh, burner, it's fine. It won't make it explode, but... When you take that out and put it on a cold granite counter uh, with nothing beneath it, the shock and temperatures will cause an explosion. So I put it down because I'm quickly going to close the oven, turn around, and a fucking bomb of just glass behind me explodes and just tempered glass shoots everywhere through the kitchen. And then 
I don't flinch. I just kind of jump for a second because a fucking bomb went off behind me. But then I turn around <laughs> and I look at it and I look at the stuffing and I'm like, can I still eat that? I mean, yeah, you know, risk everything, right? Yeah, you know, glass. So I, I pick the good stuffing out and evaluate it like someone might evaluate golden nuggets in a river or something. Because I'm like, I'm not fucking remaking a whole thing of stuff. Sifting it and shit. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to feed glass to someone. Spoiler alert, I did get a small piece of glass in mine. Carrot had none, but I'm good. Uh, you know, what's a little internal hemorrhaging that can't go well with a nice sauterne? So I had, I, I had some nice blue cheese and bread and sauterne, and it was an all-day thing for me. And it was good because I, uh, I don't do the family thing, as far as I'm concerned. The cats and carrot and I, and not dealing with anyone is all I want. Uh, you know, because the stories I got were, were good. Typical stuff that I avoid. <laughs> um... You know, everyone has those issues at Thanksgiving where someone won't stop talking politics, even though everyone asked them to stop talking politics. And then the conversation gets serious. It's like it's a huge pain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone wants to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse this Thanksgiving. And then, you know, when one of your family members turns around and says to the other one who won't stop, I have guns to shoot people like you. You're like, yeah, I'm kind of glad I wasn't there. That's that's, you know, because that would not have. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, you don't live my life. Shut up. So, you know, that was good. I avoided all that. Uh, they got mad at me, of course, because I don't have anything to do with my family because they're annoying. So uh, I'd rather live my life and you guys can go fight. I know because I, I know what these people are. I know how they are. I know what they're like. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to I'm going to sit and drink and be drunk and I have to deal with you because when you're drunk, relaxing, it's good. But when you're drunk and people are fighting, it's like, can you not? I'm trying yeah. to enjoy this. And, you know, it just doesn't work out. But everything was good. Turkey was fucking crispy and juicy as the day is long. And I don't typically have meat, but obviously I have to have a turkey because traditions and, you know, societal pressures. But no, I just think it's kind of nice to do. Yeah, I saw you spatchcocked it. Oh, yeah. I fucking... <laughs> so the fun part of spatchcocking, besides sitting there as soon as I got out of bed with a, you know, cutting the spine of a turkey out, uh, was when you put it down on the table, you have to then break the breastbone. So... I call Carrot and I go, I need your help. Come on, come in here. And she's like, what, what's going on? Did you cut yourself? <laughs> and I go, oh, no. I go, stay with me, damn it. Breathe. And I put my hands on like a CPR motion on the chest and just <laughs> I crack the breastbone. I'm like, no, stay with me. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. So I think that's ear rape number three tonight. But you see, that that's, that's a lot of the fun that I find with Thanksgiving, too, is, like, actually, like, making the meal and actually enjoying the process of doing it. Oh, yeah. It's it's not all just, like, a labor and then bitching about stuff later. Like, you just enjoy your get-together for what it is and, like, the, the whole process of actually having it all come together. I think that's, like, the best part. Yeah. I really like cooking, so. And I don't yeah. have to, like, plan anything. It's when you spashcock a turkey, uh, we only have a 13-pound turkey, which is too big, but 13 pounds is fine for two people if you want to have two, three yeah. days of turkey. So when you do that, the turkey only takes like 110, 120 minutes. So everyone making their, their catalog turkey that takes forever to cook because it's not an even surface and it doesn't, you know, it's a pain. So everyone doing that is take hours to cook the turkey. But if I start my turkey, I think it started like six something and it was done by like before eight or something. And it wasn't, it wasn't really a problem. I stick the thermometer in, everything's 147 the deepest. That's good. 150 is what you want. That's yeah, fine. My, uh... My my brother got surprised over at his house for uh, that he was like suddenly making Thanksgiving dinner on Thanksgiving, like in the afternoon. Uh-huh. So uh, then all of a sudden it become became him not cooking it, but like his fiance's little brother was cooking it instead because like he's like doing some like culinary slash digestive stuff for, for like the school he's going to and all that, which seems great, right? But uh, apparently he didn't know how to cook the bird based on what weight it was. Ooh. So like when 
when he thought it was done, he brought it out. He started like carving it and it was, it was like still raw, but he didn't know what to do. And he thought he ruined dinner. So like my brother had to come out and like pan fry the slices of turkey. So nobody would die. And it was like, apparently the worst Thanksgiving dinner ever because like pan fried turkey is not the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's like super dry at that point. I made a pumpkin pie for the first time. I've never made pies before. So, I mean, I make banana bread because it's fucking delicious, but I never made pies before. So it's, I didn't make the crust because it's a lot of work and hassle, but I made it the night before with just a graham cracker crust for $2 from the grocery store, which worked perfectly because the most important part is the pie filling. That is 90% of the pie. You can say crust is the complete package and it makes the difference. It can, but at the same time, pure graham crackers with butter mixed together and in a grocery store that's not too that's not that's not bad at all i just want an excuse to eat pie filling there has to be a delivery method but i mean it was so simple to make and it's like probably some of the best pumpkin pie i've ever had so i'm like yeah you know it took me all of a little bit and i got that pumpkin pie for the first time but i keep it simple turkey mashed potatoes uh stuffing that i mix like lingonberries and shit in because fuck your cranberries and uh (laughs) You know, and some some green beans with like garlic, balsamic. Oh, bringing the balsamic back. Uh, some, you know, mixing some wine and stuff in there to like, you know, just make the whole process there. But that's it. I don't need all these other dishes. I don't need like some people make a lot of side dishes, and it's just you don't need. It's a lot of work and a lot of a lot of room that occupies. So, yeah, putting it away in the fridge like it becomes an art trying to like refill your fridge and stuff for sure. But yeah, that's how I am. Otherwise, yeah, before anyone complains, you know, I didn't listen for this misinformation. Otherwise, it was fucking Thanksgiving. But otherwise, uh, you know, on a personal level, just been sitting there thinking about uh, what anger and loathing and other, like, like, like when Yoda says, okay, we're going to get philosophical here for a moment, Ooh. that um, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering. I think Yoda's off a bit because fear leads to anger. Uh, anger leads to hate. Hate leads to contempt, and contempt can be eternal suffering. So I have a lot of contempt as a person, as I'm sure everyone has heard. And contempt is the step past hate, where you're indifferent to the person that you feel negatively towards. So like I'm, I'm indifferent to like when I see yells and stuff. I'm indifferent to it. Everyone's like, "Well, you mad?" I'm like, "I'm not mad. I'm indifferent. I have absolute contempt for you." As in to say, you're not worth my time, but I also still hate you. It's like a step past hate. You know, at least hate can be reconciled. If you have contempt, that's a step further. So I, I thought about the cost of holding on to contempt. I'm just sitting there thinking about these things in my, my time, as you do. And, you know, holding on to contempt in such a, a magnitude can be a burden too great to bear at times. And it's like, you know, it, it makes you evaluate. Like, people think fear. It's not like someone climbing out of your TV in the ring movie. It's like, oh, I'm afraid. Like, fear can be... A reaction of uncertainty to something that everyone faces in their life and that can lead to anger or hatred and it's you know we think of these emotions in a very linear fashion but they really have a lot of facets and i'm sitting there evaluating you know like a retrospective internal kind of examination of my life and it's like you know because i always think like one day i'm gonna move past playing this game in my recreational time and i'll be doing other stuff like skipping stones on a river just like other stuff other stuff that people do for recreation you know, because everyone goes and skips stones. But, uh, you know, just yeah, man. having that evaluation with yourself of what is self-loathing and stuff. Because I also came around to the conclusion because, shout out to Blue Spoons, was talking to her the other night. And she goes, you know, I love you so much because you're so stupid. You know, but not like that. That's a synopsis of me paraphrasing everything. And it's like, yeah, you're great, Two Spoons. But she's like, I don't know why everyone hates you. And I, I'm like, oh, I was thinking about this, Blue Spoons. And I didn't give that whole thing I just gave you. But I said, I think that 
the reason some people react so um, visceral to things I say or do in yells, because I yelled the other day and I put it in yells, I got in the game and immediately everyone was on top of me for just saying something. It's just like everyone came out of the woodwork for a second. I'm like, oh, hi, guys. You know, I'm not worth it, this and that. It's like, it's a good thing that I have a bit of resilience to my self-esteem because when they say that, I don't care because I know what I feel or what I think and their thinking is not a part of that. But, um, you know, why do you react that way? And I think to myself that self-loathing is a part of it because people get angriest at things that they have trouble with themselves. So some people may see me as a bully and they have historical problems with bullying or something and they, they react in a strong fashion because, oh, I, you know, X, Y, Z in my life brain connects bullying to a certain thing and therefore I'm a bully. Therefore, I have a stronger negative reaction in that person's life. Or a lot of times it's people's shortcomings. Um, and that's what I talk about self-loathing is seeing things in me when I do stuff that they hate within themselves, whether it's subconsciously or consciously, and just projecting because a lot of things people say at me is a lot of projection. Like, you're, you're so X, Y, Z, da, 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 and these yells. And the whole point of this whole thing is to just uh, to tell the people to stop and evaluate the process that you go through in terms of... Because I was just sitting there and I'm like thinking about it for a second. I'm like, well, let's see how far this rabbit hole goes down. And, <laughs> you know, I've said a lot of words here. But before we get into the episode, I just wanted to say like those kinds of things. Like... If you're projecting, which a lot of yells are people projecting when they try to insult people, there's something within you that you're focusing on as part of me and relating to that you're upset about. So that's not there's not a universal rule for all these things. I also said the bullying thing. If you see me as a bully, whatever, some people are sensitive. Sometimes I am a bully, and I don't think there's anything wrong at times with being a bully. There's times and places for everything. Uh, but, you know, there's the whole philosophical segment. That's how I am, Fox. So, oh, bully. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I meant in general. How are you doing? It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think we were gonna. I nothing. None of this is rehearsed, of course. So I just whatever I feel like spitting, and uh, you know, I am a fool. Philosopher. It's not you straying too far from the script. Uh, I wrote part of an outline, right? Which is really just copy pasting like a bunch of like posts from forums. Well, no, I, it's a lot of it has <laughs> not quite not quite as uh, deft as the uh, the thief one from before. Yes, the thief. I can't criticize because I haven't written an outline forever, so it's whatever. Uh, you At least you have something to go off, right? Yeah, I, I want to give some sort of because uh, this is a topic that could easily uh, just be. Yeah, you're stupid. Yeah, you know, kind of. You know, I don't want it to be that. So, yeah. So, what is misinformation? Uh, so, yes, Mike Tyson. Misinformation is just a cheeky way, a cheeky way that he pronounces that, of course, but it's the way that ideas take on a life of their own and permeate through the community of which we play in. So, uh, you know, one day a dagger like Aeneas can be the undisputed champion of the game, and then R15 comes out, and it's the worst thing ever. Why do you even have it? You fucking sucks. Don't use it. Everyone should make Twashtar. What are you doing this for? And then people begin parroting it because they don't know any better, vice versa. You know, what belt should I use? Uh, Aeneas. You know, no, 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 the guide says that that's wrong. You know, these, these, like, <laughs> it's, that's the sort of topic, which seems simple, but, um, we'll, we'll get into that in terms of what's the segment coming, Fox? You know what it is. Well, yeah, but first, like, as a, as a root of importance to why we need to discuss this, a lot of times, just like what you said, people will look at a guide and build a specific thing because they hear it's the best or whatever, right? But, um, that's actually not how people should go about it. People should be built building around a particular goal in mind that they want to do. And one particular set of weapons is never going to be the best set of weapons given all situations, which is 
the way that spreadsheets will lead you astray a lot of the time. So whenever people see that I get mad about spreadsheets, it isn't because I'm, I'm mad about like repeatable, you know, accurate math based on parameters that you put in. It's because the interpretation of them is wrong. So um, a lot of what I want to do with this conversation here is point out that like people will say specific things and that this is how this has perpetuated itself as an understanding through the community for all this time. And then, you know, point at the age of when these ideas have taken place as well as, you know, how they have, or in most cases have not evolved in like at least the three years that, you know, we'll be comparing it over like time-wise. So uh, and, there's a lot to look at. And I've been working on the thief guide a bit since our last episode, because, you know, it's in your mind fresh, you start looking at stuff and I've made some updates to the thief guide. The last thing I'm still going to update is the little weapon section and make it a little more, a little more clear cut because I need to add the R15 in there and distinguish, you know, what's funny what too. Is, yeah, what's great is these posts in the thief thread uh, all happened like after that episode was released. So I'm sitting there thinking yeah. these people are doing this. I'm like, you fuckers didn't listen to the episode you don't know exists. <laughs> they clicked on the episode, clicked through the episode went to the guide saw you didn't mention well they don't even they don't even know it exists i actually put it at the foot Uh, of the guide now but i I have intentionally not updated the aeneas and twashtar part because for years now because think about it it was december 2018 that r15 came out which is now almost three years ago so for three years i've been watching people go well i saw the guide and they linked the community thief guide which I didn't even start that guide. There's stuff in there that I haven't even written that's still in there, I'm sure, and other stuff that people have put in there. 95, 97, 8, whatever percent of it make up a number here, a high amount, is all from me. But the base that I've worked with and changed there, some of that stuff hasn't been updated in a while, like the sub-job section I was getting critique for because like weapon skill damage from Dragoon exists now. And I think that's even in there, but I like I just didn't stipulate some things. People were all like lashing down it. But the whole Aeneas Twashtar constantly for years and people go, oh no, no, the guide says this and everyone's like, no, 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 the guide's wrong it just needs to be updated and everyone's like, well maybe maybe, you know, and then just years I've been watching these people do this but this time has finally crossed the line to create this episode, so I don't know, like as someone who's not a like pro thief or anything but understands like what both Aeneas and Twashtar actually do um, honestly it's a pretty well-rounded complementary set of stats for yeah. the weapon skills that Thief would use. So it's a perfectly reasonable combination. Whether someone's going to nitpick and argue that something's the best is completely situational and honestly obtuse and stupid. Um, you Correct. just want to build for what you have access to and play the game to what your particular strengths are because we're not all that spreadsheet that's probably wrong. Which is partly why I've kept it that way is because they're really not far off from each other in the grand scheme of things depending on usage situations da, 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 and how you actually play the game i mean based on what you do either weapon could be suited to either purpose but the whole point was everyone makes it a zero-sum game like oh if twashtar is better then why would i ever even want to use any for anything like i'll just use this and yeah. then everyone just spams the same set and chant event you know so it's not it's not a zero-sum game if something was the undisputed champion the undisputed heavyweight of the world since i guess we're gonna keep or i'm gonna keep throwing <laughs> mike tyson mike tyson references yeah mike tyson references in the whole episode um <laughs> more cringe wow. it's, it's 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 a thing more cringe is a thing you're not wrong yes 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 you know i have a shitty grin because it's so stupid i know it is yeah <laughs> 
But it's not a zero-sum game. If it was good enough before and it was undisputed, why does it no longer exist? It's incredibly easier to make than making Twashtar. So the conversation should be about, is it worth making Aeneas or Twashtar, or should I just use Torrit for everything? Because honestly, not that far off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if, like, the percentages are, like, less than 10% among all of them, like, these are not things that you'll notice in actual content completion. Like, a lot of times people lose lose sight of, like, the scope of what they're actually increasing. And, like, when you look at gains, like, yeah, they are strict gains. It is strictly better if your situation does align and it is properly being represented. But if you don't complete the content any sooner or more efficiently or, or whatever, like within a reasonable trackable human metric, like the actual experience that you're that you're having, not just a simulation, um, then what what good is it to cry about these things? Like there, there's there's no there's no difference between the two, honestly. And they like, they wouldn't effective know. differences. They wouldn't know yeah. what's better because most of the time it's either someone suiting their own set of thinking. I mean, it's generally not a you know, a deep thought process goes into it. Um, it's not like they're evaluating why do I hold contempt and where does it come from in my life and is it worth holding on to contempt if I want to be happy? Um, there's not like, it's not like that process occurs with people when they're uh, attempting to go through these weapons. They see something on the forums or, or they go to the thief guide and they ask if it's updated and someone goes, yeah, that's the most updated sets that we have out. Maybe it's changed, but that's the most updated. And they just spam that. And then they look at themselves on the parse and if they lose, they go, well, thief's just not as strong as everyone. Or if they win, they go, oh, yeah, it's because I follow the sets. But if they were doing better or worse than otherwise using other gear, they wouldn't know. They would have no idea. And that's no not idea. even all on them either. Like, they, like, nowhere in that was the context applied to, you know, what content were you fighting? Like, is it resistant to piercing? Um, are, what, what else is in your party? Like, what buffs are actually being provided to support your idea that this weapon combination or gear combination is successful? It, like, all of that stuff is almost always missing from that conversation. I try to make things very general, and I try to use the spreadsheet in a way to interpret the data rather than taking, oh, if I have these buffs in a situation, this should be superior. I try to show what the general sense is of how heavily some stats might be weighed in a situation lacking. You know, these, these things, I look at that. That's why I have the F-strength and D-dex and everything in there and the hit rates and stuff. It's so I can see on the fly what the numbers are trying to... That's the cat food. Whoa. Cat food dropping. What they're trying to tell me instead of taking the spreadsheet as gospel or, you know, oh, spreadsheet says this should be the case. Hi, I'm uh, Simon Says, you know, bop it, pull it, twist it. <laughs> yeah, and because people latch on to this easy answer that's being provided to them, uh, that's how these things fundamentally get perpetuated like throughout all conversations. Like, it starts with one idea applied to, like, maybe one piece of context that, like, no one actually has defined for anyone, but we know it exists as a starting point from somewhere. And then they take the idea that this existed here, and therefore it must also be applied to other situations as well, because that person feels that they're similar. And that's where it starts the slippery slope of just the myths getting perpetuated that, like, one thing or one combination is going to be superior to another. Yeah. And it really, it really, in all likelihood, probably isn't. So I've been content for uh, almost three years now or so watching people flounder about with, oh, is Aeneas the best dagger to use? I don't know. Is it, I see it's posted. Um, to now it's at a point where, you know, worst thread and worst post <laughs> of the week is a combo breaker deal this week. And it is the mm. thief thread on Auction House. 
with all of the stylings of a sophisticated subreddit, you might imagine. Yeah. So the post that determined this would be the worst thread of the week, uh, slash worst post of the week, comes from Capuchin here, but the worst thread goes well beyond what they're saying. So, I don't know, Fox, do you want to read his post because you have more of a pizzazz to your voice than I do? Or should I read it right. because I'm obnoxious? Uh, I'll, I'll read it, it's fine. Okay. So the worst post of the week, colon. Why does this community guide seem to be saying Aeneas slash Twatch is the ideal thief-weapon combo? Very suspect! Exclamation point. I have a R15 Aeneas. I must max out everything lol. <laughs> but God. Yeah. You know, I didn't actually read that part out loud before, and that's just so stupid to say out loud. I told you and the cringe IMO, is coming. Yeah, and IMO, it's really hard to justify using on Thief over Twash main hand, or even Tarret main hand. Uh, MH, short for main hand. Uh, I thought that was general consensus here, too. And then is that other bit the blow at other cripples with the guide, or is that just the that, that, that's That's also the okay. post, yeah. So here's the thing. Um, if this person's specific experience is that that doesn't seem to be the best, why is he going to other people to try to figure out if it's the best? Like, maybe it's a different approach that needs to be taken towards their gear set. Like, that's the first thing that strikes me. Yeah, I, I like the first thing that struck me was that I must max everything out, but I can't see using it. And then the second <laughs> thing was, I thought that was general consensus here, too. Yeah, like the general consensus is what maxes something out. That's actually not true. Actually, maxing things out is what maxes things out. It has nothing to do with people's opinions. But what are their other quibbles of the guide here? Well, it looks like they... It barely even mentions Shantavente, only spoken of in the description for Turnium Plus One, unless I'm overlooking something. Uh, encourages a total glass cannon set as ideal TP gear, which is just plain dumb for most current content, and they also assume subwar for Berserk, if not attack capped. I assume so that you'll die if a mob so much as breathes in your direction in your fragile TP set. And... I remember specifically responding to this when you brought this up in the Discord <laughs> because that is such a stupid fucking statement. But I'll keep reading. Admittedly, there are a few more reasonable sets under DT sets using malignants, but even those are a bit suspect. Like, But nothing says why you believe that they're suspect. It's no. like you're afraid of having an yeah. opinion that doesn't match the opinion of the people you're, you're reaching out to. Afraid that the, the group might, uh, you know, get the yeah, pitchforks give, give out. Yeah, reason why you think it's suspect. The torches and pitchforks out. Like to 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 quote or paraphrase, you know, Goodwill Hunting. Like, do you have any original thoughts or, or opinions of your own? Like, come on, man. Uh, you already have a feeling. You already have a a hypothesis, a, a rough hypothesis. Like, run with it and try to like get something out of it rather than. Based on what the group like told me, I thought we had all agreed together yeah. that this was not the way. We had all agreed that this was optimal, and I just wanted to get that consent. In, in the words of Felgar, I'm just looking for consensus. <laughs> yeah validation not consensus mm -hmm. doesn't include any post odyssey gear which nor did. does it appear from a quick scan to have any augmented unity gear which it also and did. now it, that could be the case yeah right i i haven't actually looked at the um the gear sets right because i don't really spend a lot of time neither did they right exactly but but here's my thing like just because it is newly released gear does not mean that it is gear that makes a set Though. Correct. Like, That's why they think it's not there. I know it exists, and there's a couple pieces of Gletti and stuff like that were already there for uh, most of this year. So <laughs> maybe needs some work. Ellipses. Mm, ellipses. So here's the thing about that that subwar and, and not attack cap thing or whatever. Like there are reasons why you would subwar, but you don't automatically rule it out because you think you're going to die from berserk. 
because that would make you a one-dimensional idiot who puts on Berserk and doesn't have the good sense to cancel it or just simply not use it in situations where it could get you killed. Like, you have to have some thought while you play the game. Uh, hopefully you aren't just running a robot that weapon skills. And being able to identify a situation where that's dangerous and cancel Berserk is fine if you need Berserk in other portions of the content. Otherwise, yes, then you should go with a different subjob that maybe does more for what you need based on the buffs you have. And see, the, I think the that's problem, absolutely stupid that they brought that up. It, of course it is. The problem, too, is I have to make this guide in a way that people like this can understand because they always go, what's a better subjob, War or Dragoon? So if I say... If you're not attack capped using Berserk, will put out more damage. That's what everyone always asks about. I'm framing in the context sure. of what everyone thinks about and cares about. What does more damage? Oh, so if you know, because they would just be like, "Well, should I use Sub Dragoon for everything? Is it always optimal?" No, if you're not, if you're attack starved or not even capping attack, and, and Berserk puts you there because Rudra Storm is so sensitive to having all that attack. Um, yes, it's a better sub than Sub Dragoon for everything, and that's the difference that someone like that would also turn around and go, well, he doesn't say why you'd use one sub over the other sub. So the whole point is to say why other sub would be optimal for DPS. I don't need to tell you defensively that, you know, you could sub Rune Fencer and, and just have some runes and stuff like that in Valiance. I mean, I don't need to say that. But yeah, you have to know why you're doing the things you're doing yes. before you try to apply them. That's what yes. I, that's the whole point of that being there, not because I think glass cannon says because it also isn't your like uh, spicy playstyles advocating glass cannons. No, there needs to be a baseline for establishing. You know, people want to know what does max deeps. That's why the baseline TP set for the weapon skill sets is okay. This is the glass cannon set, not because I use glass cannon and everything. That's why yeah, I have. DT sets there. Like, never use it, yeah. yeah. It exists because they ask questions, not because it's in practice. Now, am I more uh, more audacious, and do I use a glass cannon set more than other people would or could be advised to? Uh, yes, I do. That doesn't mean it's my play that's style. What, that's what toggles are for. Yes, I, and I, I have those DT sets for a reason, because, you know, like, when you look at my DT set, the two there say, you know, DT uh, with DD, like, in per mind. It's like... It's full DT, but with DPS still kept in mind. So are there more defensive changes you could do to a set? Yes, but those are obvious, and you don't need someone to make suggestions for capping DT while still keeping as much offense as possible. So it's not suspect that there is a set with like full malignance, but also a Sherida earring and in like Moonlight Ring and Ken and then, um, the freaking dual wield belt. Not Kentarch is the weapon one, but the the Ken whatever the fuck belt. Yeah, are you really putting yeah. a no earring there? Like, seriously, yeah, are you a tank? Like, <laughs> Correct. Like, I don't need to set Why? a set like that. But that's what annoys me is like, what is the what is the, the, the thing here? Do I need to tell you that? I, I changed the, the max TP set just to be cheeky. I put like um, Twashtar and Chentavente, and then in the non-attack cap set, I like took that off and put something else. And then I put like Tort, another one, just so like they look at those and they get confused because they can't infer the difference between the two of them. Oh, no. But I also, um, the reason it was in the Discord is I made a stupid, like, max defense uh, DT set, and I titled it uh, In Case the Mob Looks at You and Breeds on You or whatever, and then linked to this exact <laughs> post in there. So it's like a full malignant like set. And shit? It's full oh. malignance with, like, Odin Owa earring and stuff like that. Uh, you know, that kind of... It's that... probably, like, my idol set when I'm not engaged. Yeah. Yeah. That's dumb. But right. I mean, the, yeah, the whole thing. But then the, the thread kind of goes from there at this point. It becomes the worst thread of the week. Because, um... Is it just how people play into it? Because, like, I don't the, have yeah. the rest of the thread. Because, oh, oh I'll link you the thread. Hold on. Okay. 
or is that what that other one is that you put on there before this flow chart that we'll get to? Oh, yeah, the flow chart. The flow chart is the. Well, icing. we don't want to jump to the flow chart yet. The flow chart is pretty special. The flow chart. See, this is what I when you say there's a continue. Yes, the flow chart is the obvious. The oh, so uh, this is the same one. This is same yeah, one. yeah. Okay. So, but so, so this has the 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 famous this, this special video too. That's so awesome. this is what spawns this topic of myth information. Oh no! Uh, because something gets said, someone feeds into it, and then the whole conversation circles around it, and no one cuts through all that to point out things, and, and like people start drawing these conclusions based on their group think that then cements certain things or, or encourages people to do certain things because everyone's favorite gill seller and, and resident douchebag, Errol, comes in and says, so the thief guy does need a refreshing for sure. Spicy hasn't updated in a minute. May 21st with no Nayame other than one set change this month. So the only thing I had done really quickly because it's basic is throw Nayame in the full uh, low and edge set. But before that, Nayame. I like the just as an aside. I, I like that Carrot jumps in here to remind people you're banned on XIA. Yeah, they all like. Why is he talking to us? It's like <laughs> so dumb. I'm not talking to you guys because I that's focus funny. on stuff and tell people like Errol that they're a douche. Also, I really appreciate her derpy Vaporeon. Oh, it's really good. I never noticed that before. Oh, it's really good. I got. She has different ones too. Like the, she would change it for Thanksgiving and one like the Vaporeon still there with like the pilgrim hat on. Awesome. That's but, pretty good. You know. The guide was updated because the evisceration set, the max attack cap ruder set, those those things did not change. That's why it's there. It's not out of date because uh, May of this year, the only change being Nayame, suddenly everything's out of date. I mean, Nayame is very minor in the thief sets, and it's more obvious a use of skill chain damage. But I've since then, I've updated a couple Nayame pieces for non-attack cap, and they're really competitive in my opinion, with the stuff that already existed. It's just the skill chain damage. So, I, I mm -hmm. but that's the whole thing. is like, so Errol comes in and says it's not updated. And then the conversation is now someone reaffirming the first person. And then, you know, it just, the whole thing just goes down. Like, this is how these things happen and how, like, this group thing takes hold here. Because then someone else comes in with nothing else to say and just says, save yourself time and gill and just use the turret. Not even a period, not even a capital, so, not even any details. I like that someone can pop in and just say it's not updated, but in order to have that opinion, that means that you would have to know in, in what way it's not updated, and therefore must be able to have some suggestions, because you know in what way it's not updated. Yeah, because Errol rounds out at that first statement with, you know, May 21st. I put the fucking date in there for a reason, so people know it's not super old. And they know that things, well, I would hope they know things haven't changed, but obviously not. But he goes, as far as weapons, I think his rationale, which now everyone's going to, because multiple people are explaining my rationale here. Glass cannons, oh my DPS rationale. Like, like I didn't even know I played the game this way, but apparently, uh, you know, this is the problem with trying to help. But he goes, as far as the weapons, I think his rationale was Ionic is the best, quote, overall weapon. The one you would use if you're, quote, not just spamming Rudra. Like, you wouldn't main Twashtar if you weren't closing Light slash Radiance, but I don't know. If you don't know, then why are you saying this? The only uh, thing that I look at NAS for is that with a lot of the, the usual suspects for weapon skills that you would use, um, TP Bonus actually does some lifting in those, so it's never a bad choice. Uh, is that closer to what you were thinking? Like, just just looking at it just in a quick snapshot... I'm looking at Aeneas. I'm not trying to like go deep like these fools are. Be uh, I'm just looking at it. I'm like, okay, cool. Thief wants some TP bonus in their weapon skills. It seems like a nice high damage dagger. Thief needs that. Um, Especially when the change had first happened. When the change had first happened, 
um, Chento Vente was less practical than it is now. And in terms of not having Chento, the weapons are very similar, as I said last, last uh, Thief episode, Twash and Aeneas. And how you play will honestly determine which one's better than the other, not, you know, situationally, how you play, how you're buffed, what you're going for, how you're cooperating, things like that. And I don't say cooperating as in terms of, oh, he's saying if you make skill chain. No, I'm saying cooperating is in how you're playing with other people. If you have to hold TP for longer to skill chain for extra damage, or if you're doing certain things or not weapon skilling to someone else's, then obviously that changes your dagger selection, not just while everyone repeats constantly as if it means something. If you skill chain, that changes things when they don't <laughs> ever specify. But Yes, it depends on why you're bringing the job to the content. Because like I've said before that my thief is trash, right? And when I have a Shentavente, and whenever I use it, it feels like it underperforms. And mm -hmm. then I also I use it on Dancer, and it feels like it underperforms in the exact same manner when I, when I use it. And, and that's just because of how I'm deciding to use my Dancer on the content that I'm applying it to. It doesn't mean that Shentavente is a terrible choice. It doesn't mean that the, the accuracy argument everyone always uses is, is really what plays in. It just means that based on what I'm doing with those specific buffs and the main hand that I'm choosing, while I'm performing the specific role that I'm trying to perform in the party, that Chentavente underperforms under something like Galetti's knife. It just it, it's it's too situational to sit here and cry about what dagger happens to be the best because everyone is going to use it slightly differently. If everyone copied and pasted the same weapon skill sets and used them in the exact same content, maybe we have an argument there. But what's going to happen is they'll use that one set for literally fucking everything they run into because they assume the content's similar because they assume and these assumptions are dangerous that all of the content has the same relevant stats that you're applying it to, and that is just not true. And that's why I try to assume in the inverse. So yeah. Aeneas has that TP bonus that made it the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world uh, prior to R15. So if it was that good and everyone shit on Twashta before, do you really think it's that bad to use? So it's a matter of uh, you know zero-sum games here, but I have to assume... So obviously the TP bonus is big, for a high FTP scaling weapon skill, as we talked about this last time. Yeah, this is but, why everyone's so stupid about Nagling. But it also gets higher base damage because you're going to throw a few detritus in there. Or if you have to max everything R15, lol, why wouldn't you? Um, which helps. And it also gets that accuracy. Not that the decks and everything doesn't, you know, do the same thing for Thief, but it's more accuracy and you don't have to give up your offhand. And if you're not giving up your offhand, you're going to get more attack and more accuracy and apply to more situations. So can Twashdar in a. Because. The thing, too, is if you're using Twashtar and Chentavente, you are generally going for a glass cannon. You're not going for a multi-step, you know, because your TP is going to be hurt by a weapon that's not nearly as good for TP gain uh, and all these things. And that's focusing on making Thief. The whole thing behind is making Thief like a glass cannon DD of Chentavente's powering up my main hand to do the strongest Rudra Storms. It's not going to help my eviscerations for skill chains. It's not going to help this or that. You know, it's knocking up the frequency. Yes, and there's pitfalls that you can fall into with that combo. So, yes, Chentavente offhand with Twashtar in those glass cannon sets at, you know, PDF cap and all that. Yes, that's the best. Okay, and that's what everyone focuses on. But there's more you to the world that. than glass yeah. cannon thief, you know, zerging. And that's not what, you know, we talked about last time. It's not what the job is there for. It's great that it can help do that. It's not what the job is there for, you know. And that ties into the whole last episode. So overall, pegs and round holes. overall, of course, honestly, you could just use Tart and call it a day. But overall, outside of that max all sum, you know, zero sum gain, uh, games of gain in that situation, outside of that, they're competitive weapon where 
accuracy becomes much more of a thing, especially for newer content, especially without your sub job and all the things you lose. Yes, now we have mastery level and stuff that also helps out um, with your accuracy and stuff like that, but it doesn't help with your attack. And there is a certain point you can reach that's not unreasonable where having a Gladys in the offhand with that great amount of, you know, it's six triple attack, it's crit, and it's a lot, it's like 65 attack. And that's nice. On top of not having to worry about accuracy and making any change to TP set. So yeah, if you play a certain way, uh, Twashtar slash Gladys and Twash and Aeneas slash Gladys are very similar weapons, honestly. They're very close. They're not far off, and how you play with them is going to matter. If you're holding to 3,000 TP with Twashtar because you think AM3 is great for Thief, yeah, you're not going to be doing better, in my opinion, than using Aeneas and just spamming. And sometimes you can't spam because someone uses cutting cards uh, or crooked uh, crooked cards and, and Samroll instead of Chaos or something, and you're just getting TP so fast that it starts skewing more towards Twashtar, depending on how you're invoking and implying because you're not a robot. You can only weapon skill so fast especially for changing targets in an Apex party and stuff. So, or running around. Yes, or holding to a 3,000. If you're holding to 3,000 or even higher, like even 2,000-ish with Aeneas, it falls off very quickly. But see, yeah. this is there's a lot that goes into factoring when you'd use either weapon. So Twashtar takes a lot of work to make. I know no one wants to care about that in a guide, but am I going to start recommending? Because people are going to play this game based on my recommendations, and I will be sending them down a path. Based on what I said, they're going to listen to what I put there. I will be making people do something. So, Well, the, the yeah. people who merc Empyrean weapon drops are definitely going to want you to, to yeah. say to go make an Empyrean, that's for sure. Did I make Twashtar? Yes. Did I make Vajra? Absolutely. Um, do I love my Thief? I like it a lot. But do I think, as I said last time, anyone needs to go make Twashtar or Vajra for Thief? No, they don't. I think uh, Torrid is good enough to call it a day and play the job really well, but Torrid and Aeneas. Because in my opinion... Yeah. But mastery levels in Neos is so easy to make. Why would I tell you to go make a, a Twashtar for Glass Cannon Zerging on Thief? Why would I? Because even, you know, yeah, you could put a defensive set on. It's not going to change the fact that it's still better. But why would I want you to make a Thief for attack cap situations? Why Why? Why is that the thing? For accuracy and attack cap situations, why, why are you bringing a Thief specifically to do the max deeps? So yeah, it has a place. But to say it's the best dagger, it's not clear-cut. And there's a lot that goes into that. So... I mean, yeah, there isn't much more to it, honestly. Yeah, this is this is the worst start of the week for specifically this reason. And then it gets worse because then uh, you have the one guy come in and it starts like obviously skill chain damage is the thing with Aeneas, uh, depending on your buffs and your gear. I, I think Nayame helps a lot for in general for skill chaining on Thief. And yes, I would use pieces of Nayame that are that are you know not as good to get that extra skill chain damage which will be far superior, but both both daggers benefit from that. But then you have someone come in and just say Aeneas slash Twas is great, is great in mastery parties if you are soloing your own mobs and need to do Umbra stronger than Twash main hand, even without R15. And that's... There's a lot of things going on there. A lot of things going on there, yes. Yeah, so what people are implying but not saying out loud because they would seem ridiculous if they did is that by trying to benefit from the mechanical upside of using an Aeneas, it means that you would have to use and maintain Eccentric. Now, and that's the, here's yeah. a good thought experiment, though. It's like, people need to start reasoning if they're going to do multi-steps, if they're going to, like, spam Rudras or whatever. Like, depending on the playstyle that you want to bring to any particular content, at what point does the DPS drop from using a terrible weapon skill like Exenterator 
become improved by being able to do like an additional light off of a radiance uh, off, off, of, of, off of a second radiance, generator yeah. <laughs> because because what a lot of people don't don't look at when they put these things together in their brains is that um and what a lot of people don't even realize about aeonics period because they just don't notice is that your aftermath goes away the moment you make that radiance so that means you are now in bed with making an additional exenterator to open your uh, to, to open your aftermath up again. It's not like you can put up the aftermath and then just ride it till the wheels fall off. And with Thief specifically, you have no other light option outside of using Exenterator at the end of your skill chain too. Mm-hmm. So the argument here with uh, skill chain damage gear is this, this skill chain damage boost big enough to justify you using a terrible weapon skill like Exenterator. And that's honestly going to come down to allies' role and the target's resistances yep. uh, could have a bonus to that light damage versus Umbra. They specifically mentioned Umbra, of course, but we're attacking... Or, or even with like Master Levels and getting Subdancer and, and things like that, because I, I don't remember if it gives Skill Chain bonus, but if it does, it does. Like, it does. any time you get a higher tier of Skill Chain bonus, it makes the uh, the gear portion uh, from like Naomi, for example, uh, where you're getting Skill Chain bonus, more respectable... Um, without needing to sacrifice a, an entire role, which is a huge buff for something like allies. Like, I would still want to try to make a huge buff out of allies if other people in the party can also benefit from it. Because yes, these are depends not, on your these are not things that you're, you're... Yeah, it's not something that you're going to change within your own sets. It's it's basically you're telling everyone to change all of their sets, and that's that's too broad for a party-wide buff, honestly. But for, so Given this particular situation. They specifically mentioned Umbra, but you know, there's no reason that... In the same situation, a Twashtar making darkness instead of Umbra is at that point going to be explicitly inferior. I mean, it lends better to Aeneas and depending on situations you're in, but it doesn't just, just outrule, it doesn't just turn around that R15 Twash is weaker than R0 Aeneas, which, once again, still not that great of a difference. And in this explicit situation they're mentioning, it's not that great of a difference because... No depending it really depends on like there's nothing specific here so it depends on a lot of things that aren't being stated here for me to start making conclusive statements are you using centavente do you have proper buffs i mean there's a lot of a lot of things that come into play obviously you're not using cento with aeneas you don't do that but yeah that's yeah that's a bit much yeah diminishing returns immediately i don't even do that on ninja anymore mm. with uh with heishi yeah it's, it's just too much you don't need it but it's the same kind of argument though like People look at TP bonus, so they're all in for TP bonus. Because if you can see it works in one, if you can do a cap darkness without Aeneas, and you don't like, because the whole point of the extra step is if you have a mob with enough HP and the skill chain damage is valuable enough, the lower weapon skill damage, because you use a generator as terrible as at the end of that radiance skill chain. And obviously, Thief does not excel at radiance, it excels at Umbra. But there can be a certain point based on the amount of HP the mob has, the amount of steps you're doing, the skill chain damage total, which, you know, everyone says they just broadly refer to skill chain damage because, yes, you ha- it, there, you, there's specifics that go into that based on the damage you're doing with the weapon skills versus if you didn't, where you can't just state, but at least there's more to state about that than just skill chain damage. But yeah, the whole point of the extra step is more likely to apply to a strong apex, depending on your buffs, depending on your setup, or an ambuscade, or an NM, than just the way that this is supposed to seem so basic that, you know, because then the, the same guy follows it up with, I didn't run any numbers, just what I experienced at COGS, don't remember exact setup, but I did have a bard in core. Yay. 
Yeah. So I'm helping. Yes, yes, I'm helping by poisoning the well of discourse. So that's why. So this, it's incredibly cynical to discuss this whole thing because it's ridiculous, and it's yeah, auction house. It, but it's it's hard for me to separate how ridiculous yes. any of these kinds of conversations are from like being able to provide people who are listening to this who want good information to actually receive good information because there's no way we can we can create that out of what's happening here. Correct, and it's the whole point. It doubles down on the reinforcement of knowing why you're using a certain weapon. And the more you ride that bicycle and the more you try to evaluate things, as long as you're not acting the Clint Eastwood route, then then you're going to actually get a better idea if you if you get serious about evaluating, taking your reasoning and what you understand and how you approach content and thinking about it and then trying to like, obviously you can't eyeball a parse, but at least parsing multiple times the multiple same thing with different weapons will at least give you a ballpark notion of like okay my reasoning was sound of why I did this you know it, it's more of the reason you do things more so than people saying xyz is better it doubles down on the process of which you got to there not just copying and getting there yeah and i can also see it from the standpoint of people just wanting to make conversation about the mechanics of this game and wanting to talk to other like-minded people about how things work and getting those sorts of balls rolling and I would have no problem with that if it didn't devolve into something that was like meta warping in a terrible, bad way. You know, if you were bastardizing the meta with these notions of what's going on based on these conversations that have like no relevant data surrounding them, if it was simply just theory crafting in all of its pure and pure purpose, then these conversations would be fine. But unfortunately, the people who are new to this game that we point towards guides or towards the forums will read these and not know any better. And then automatically start applying these notions because these are these look like they're framed well. It looks like they're they're framed with notions, and it looks like people are are looking up to some of these posts, even though they don't know any better either way. Rather than taking the time to like learn how the game works and learn when they should apply things and learn why that they should build a particular weapon by looking up the weapon and looking up how the weapon performs, rather than what people's idea of the weapon actually. Correct, and, and then the, the last post from this guy, because everyone wants to get details from this guy, um, is, sorry, it's late. So we start off with an excuse, of course, because yeah. this is how you break down a post. Was comparing, because now what Just weapons, kidding. I asked what weapons you're using, because obviously you're missing a lot of details. Was comparing Twash slash Gleddy against Aeneas slash Twashtar, which those are a very similar combo that's going to break depending on... Uh, how well, like if you have Naomi for skill trading and things, you know, all these things depend on how you're breaking because Aeneas will have about one less attack round to get to a weapon skill, but Twash will put out a better weapon skill. So it all depends how you're applying these two things because on a basic level, if you played them the exact same, which people don't, Twash Gleddy and Aeneas Twashtar using Rudra Storm are actually really similar, even without R15 Aeneas. R15 Aeneas helps a lot. I mean, a lot's very relative. In terms of balancing the scales, it helps a lot because you're gaining not just accuracy, but the extra DPS on your main hand does help for weapon skill damage. It's not 20 dex. It's not, in this case, 70 dex, even though you're offhanding it, so it's 20 dex. It's not 20 dex and, and some extra weapon skill damage there, but it, it it's very similar in terms of performance. So anyway, at least they specified that. But then they go, to be fair... I don't think I even tried Twashtar slash Chentavente at that camp, so that could be the difference. 
wish I remembered exact buffs. So there's no point of comparison. Yeah, I wish I remembered the exact buffs, but eyeballing was enough to tell there was a difference. Twash slash Chento is still my favorite combo, which he wasn't using despite it being his favorite, but I don't know which of the other two I prefer. Oh boy. So figure that out and report back and explain your reasons why, and maybe we'll be able to apply that to our own gameplay and actually make something of this post. And it, it would be different because that last post so is, it becomes is reasonable. Useful. Yeah, but the first post they start off with is that Aeneas Twash is great in mastery parties if you're soloing your own mobs, and it's stronger than Twash main hand even without R15, which is a plausible statement. It's just that yeah. they don't, they're not wrong. They just are wrong because they're not right about adding context and details to back up what they're saying they're just saying something yeah yeah it's like uh it's like back when shinryu came out right and i got really frustrated because the the first thing that anyone posts about the, that new shinryu high tier battlefield was simply that they cleared it they had a list of jobs and what rima they were using but like no <laughs> other details and that's the kind and of this is the same kind of shit get applied of. somewhere else yeah Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I went episode. through and I did a full fucking breakdown of, of exactly how that fight works from easy all the way up to VD in solo capacity so that people can see what goes into, you know, trying to figure it out, where pain points were, that sort of thing. And that's the kind of detail that we need when people are going to make assertions about why they preferred some sort of other particular weapon combination in here. And saying that one is the best or better is simply going to boil down to an individual's actual experience in using the weapon because playstyles are very different like we were talking about like difference between me going paladin and felgar going paladin right <laughs> felgar has obviously better gear than me because he has like all the gill forever right so he has everything i do not have the exact same gear but i play differently and you can see the difference in that playstyle, despite what gear is being applied and not to say that he sucks like i'm not trying to say that he's, he's a bad player i'm just saying that in the process of actually applying what we have to work with our play styles are different and you can see a tangible result at the end of the day that is different and that's going to apply from post to post with everyone reading these not everyone reading this is going to apply Aeneas Twash the exact same way even though people think you only have to hit like a weapon skill macro and call it a day it doesn't mean that you're not going to be dawdling around you know trying to chase apex drifters you know while while you're engaged to somehow inflate your dps video we're going to look oh, at eventually yes. And other absurd things like you're not going to sit there and like tab around and not weapon skill monsters that would actively hurt your DPS because someone else in your party is going to have a DPS loss instead. So like all of this, all of this playstyle is going to be very, very different and your outcomes are going to be very, very different. So the eternal phrase of Final Fantasy XI has always been since the 75 hour and the start of the game, <laughs> shit is situational. Sure. Is. And everyone loves the phrase and everyone, well, they used to use it more than they do now. No one really says it now, but it used to be at 75. Yeah, they'd people have to say thought it into it now. Constantly. And so the gear is important and we all know how to apply certain weapons, or at least we talk about it here. A lot of people don't. But the thing people should be doing is not saying which weapon is better. It should be talking about playstyles and how you apply a playstyle and why you think this weapon suits the playstyle of... Because it's not just your playstyle. That's a thing. But yeah, I like it's, that. It's, it's how the monster fight is. So there's certain fights where you're not getting the weapon skill unfettered or you're not in the glass cannon set, and certain weapons lead to certain fights and setups better. And even if the mob is better for, say, uh, Torret over anything else uh, because you're using gravitation with someone else, 
it could easily be that you're in a situation where Vajra becomes better because uh, fusion is better. And people say those things on, on face surface, like, you know, on, on a face value of saying, oh, well, unless you need fusion. And yeah, it's important to say that, but that's all <laughs> that ever gets said. Why do you have fusion? Are you thinking about your party setup? Yeah, do you think about your party setup? Because a lot of times people get in a way where, yeah, that fusion is now in play. But since all they ever do is use Rudra Storm, they don't think about it. Because everyone, you know, what's your Rudra Storm set? Uh, what gear are you using? Like, people think about getting to the end before starting the journey. And that's, mm -hmm. the whole thing's about breaking out. Like, I like what Sex Post is here. Because the guy we're picking on a second ago, because he's being vague as... Sex goes, that sounds a bit vague, Kusa. And he goes into, also with the gear options we have today, wouldn't Vajra plus offhand of choice be a nice option for Didi, especially if you're not overbuffed? And finally, it's nice that Sex comes in, because the reason we're using this thread is because it just happened, but also to show that this is the information that's put out there for Thieves. Other than my guide, which doesn't cover these questions because these are, like, specific, I try to, like, do things, but it's not, it's not an instruction manual, it's a guide. So when people look at this, this is all that they have to reason off of a playing thief. And this is yep. what people take and run with. This is why it gets broken down because these, this may be about thief again, but since that's the freshest thing in everyone's mind, you can then take that and apply that logic to other jobs here. So what's nice about sex is he comes in here and actually asks a question about play styles and applying things here. So wouldn't Vajra plus often a choice be a nice option for DD, especially if not overbuffed? Yes, it would be. Mandelic Stab with max rank Vajra is not caps lock that far behind Rudra, if I recall. And he's also correct, kinda. Um, because Rudra's, <laughs> with, with the extra sneak attack bonus, Rudra's is a better option. Mandelic Stab, you would have to be really attack star for that to be better, or closing the skill chain is also where it obviously uh, flourishes. But yes, on a non stacked usage, generally, um, or, I mean, I would just say there wouldn't be much of a reason with R15 Vajra not to use Mandelic Stab outside of skill chaining in most situations, because it's as a solo weapon skill, it has a lot going for it with Vajra. So yes, um, it's not that far behind, because you can still use Mandelic Stab solo and stack Rudras, and it's competitive. Especially a lot of the aftermath and everything comes into effect as it would maintaining it. So if you're running around and no one's pulling for you and you're losing AM constantly, or you're doing divergence, yeah, that's not the best event for using that. Unless you also need the, the Mandelic Stab for being attack star like in Divergence. Otherwise, I mean, Thief builds TP quickly, so it's not as bad. But still, you don't want to be losing AM while not fighting. Depends on your pull speed, etc. But it's nice that Sex comes in here and asks a question about that. Um, you know, I can agree it's a more expensive and more specific setup, though. Whereas in Neus, Mainhand, Slash, Twashler, Offhand, you just turn off your brain and simply spam Rudras like there's no tomorrow, I guess. <laughs> Plus, Ionic is basically free, and you don't exactly need R15 for it to shine. So, yeah. So, so far, he has been the best voice of reason and echoing things that were said by us, obviously, now yeah. in this thread. But then it goes back to all the shit all over again, because now Simon and Melfina come in. And then and, and, and Simon is in all these threads. And, you know, we have a running thing with Simon, cause he because to be he wants to <laughs> be the guy. Despite how he says he doesn't want to. That if we knew him, he, it wouldn't be that. We wouldn't think that. And he comes in to say, look at these posts, they're self-evident. It could only rival in really low buff situations. No, it doesn't only rival in those situations. Everyone talks about it not being wearing a glass cannon set. When you switch out of that, it doesn't change the facts, but it's still, it's, it's more suited to using a Vajra 
than it's not as big as other weapons when you change over to that story TP because Thief has a lot of multi attack still. It's not like you, you know, it's not like Dragoon switching over to store TP gear. It's not that huge of a pickup like it would be uh, for Thief. But still, it's not only for low buff situations as a rival. And what does that even mean? You know, it, what does that mean? It's just word soup that sounds like it could be applied, honestly. Like, it's. But let's not. Let's, let's, I, I guess, I guess the, the part that. I have trouble with on it is is like what's what's the layman who's coming to this thread actually going to do with that info exactly at all? It, it's just presented to to sound like you know what you're talking about correct and not and not really getting to the point or not like forward in the discourse it's just kind of like saying no it couldn't do that here's a lot of words as to why i think it won't uh you know mandalik is obvious winner if you want to make light and need fusion it's like everyone knows these things so what you have to sit there is plant your feet and say no, Vajra is not better because I think it doesn't do more damage. Here's why. Not yeah, and less and less and less and less. You know, and and there are people in these posts that have this this history of being able. Uh, basically, it's it's a tactic to make yourself sound more right in conversation. And what you do is you cement it, uh, cement one idea amongst the facts of a bunch of other facts that are easy, like low hanging fruit that people understand. So they think the whole package of what you're saying is correct and unrefuted. And that epitomizes the whole approach of someone like yes. Simon. So when you see that information, a lot of people run with that, and that's the problem is he's not wrong, but he's wrong. And he's wrong because he doesn't know the specific situation for the person who's asking. There's there's no information on how to apply things or how to look things up or how to determine that this is the case. Like this is based on what this dude thinks is happening with incomplete information and then trying to apply it as though it's gospel to all scenarios. I mean, I'm amazed that Simon didn't point out the PDF difference here because that would be the low-hanging fruit that <laughs> I go to first because it's not mentioned at all. So you could be in a situation, as I mentioned last episode, where you have a large PDF difference in using Mandalik over Rudra's comparing the two weapons. You can both use Centavente with both of them. So you have a large difference where there is a reasonable sweet spot you can hit where Vajra is the best dagger over Twash Cento. Because you're able to, I mean, at that point, would you really, there's a certain, there's a certain tipping point where even if your accuracy is fine, if you're so attack starved that Rudra's is struggling, you know, there's a certain tipping point for not using Chento on the offhand anymore, but that's pretty, pretty severe. But still, you can use PDL gear, maybe, that's more of a gamble, but you can at least cap PDF in a time with Vajra in a not uncommon situation where you have reasonable buffs, but you're not really at attack cap because you don't know that, but you just, you're like, you're doing good damage, but you're still not at attack cap, and you might, general people aren't aware of that generally. It's a very common thing where you think you're, like, uh, all attack cap, but you're not. I mean, especially in these Apex I would parties. say a good general indicator is when your Mandelic stabs are doing very close to the same damage as Rudra's. Um, those are situations where, where your Mandelic like stabs are actually pushing the attack. Well, yeah, I mean, there, there's no people always ask for a specific good, scenario, yeah, like how you tell, it. right? But that, that's that's kind of an indicator. You, you got to think about why one weapon skill would, would edge out another, and the smaller that gap becomes between the two, given the FTP differences, means that there has to be something else that's coming into play um, that that's causing it to to be as competitive. And that's one of the main things that I would look for and start evaluating my yeah. sets based on that notion. But it doesn't mean that I would come out and say yes, that is specifically why. But no, yeah, you, you actually, if I have to think about the way that you would do, like, you know, which way is the wind blowing, you just stick your thumb up when it's wet or drop some sand and you see which way the wind's blowing. Honestly, that's the best way if you really wanted to do it on the fly. 
that's the best way I could think of if you really wanted to, without trying to like figure out the defense of the mob and all you know all this stuff that people aren't going to do, um, and apply their their specific buffs to that, you know, in a pseudo spreadsheet of uh, napkin math, which people don't do if they're not you. <laughs> so yeah, if if they're, if they're not far off from each other, then you're not capping attack because your Rudras will do more than your Mandalik, and if they're not far far from each other. It's not that your gear isn't good, because they use the same set, essentially, so if you're looking at a situation, your Mandalik will be able to cap with Vajra. Vajra is the crucial part to this, because the buff you get from that weapon uh, really levels the playing field in terms of Rudra's uh, for that weapon versus using Mandalik on... Like, when you use Mandalik on Twashtar, it's really kind of like a, you're really starving. Like, you'd be better off using... Yeah. That's a time when you'd be better off using Torrit at that point. Because of how that weapon works, if you're that starved, because Mandalik's still not as good as Rudra's, but if you're that starved that Mandalik is clearly outperforming it, you should be using uh, Torret and Evisceration Spam. But it's not just you don't just say Vajra's never better unless it's clearly a very plausible situation that you don't need a spreadsheet to evaluate and you don't need this to say you can't just go and say no. But skill chains, you know, that's it, not true. Yeah, I mean, that's how you end up with notions like Sinker Drill with CA up is going to rival weapon skills. You're not applying it to what it actually matters on or drawing any reasonable conclusions about anything that's realistic. So then Melfina comes in yeah. here and it becomes... Uh, Spicy maintains that guide as far as I'm aware of, but he doesn't post in this thread. He's always been partial Which to... Which I jumped the gun. And it's more people explaining what I am and what I think without me ever, you know, really... We've never had a discussion with Melfina about what I think, really, in terms I'm of... I'm glad this. they're doing it to you and not yeah, me, honestly. Yeah, yeah. He's always been partial to Aeneas, despite both the spreadsheets and the in-game parses siding with Twashter and all the better overall main... And the better overall main hand. The guide is a reflection of how he advocates playing Thief, and his play styles differ significantly from what we've advocated in this thread. So now it's more of the Wii stuff. Weird. In, in all my time, well, in the time that I have played with you, I don't remember one time where, like, you were specifically, like, pointing at the parse and going, this is, this is where it should be. This, Yeah, yeah, I don't. That has never occurred. He advocates a store TP slash multi-attack glass cannon build over the crit rate white damage build we've theory crafted here, for example. I mean, no. I, I just, I don't understand... I understand this. Um, There's wait, wait. Does, does this crit rate white damage build be theory crafted? You mean you you equip Twashtar in your main hand and got aftermath? You know, yeah, yeah. So, no, they they think of putting specific like uh, Yetzilla plus one and all this like crit damage gear oh. they can think of on and saying it's better because of the white yeah, damage gain. You know, losing losing store TP is a thing. Losing uh, gaining weapon skill round uh, TP rounds to weapon skill when weapon skilling is the vast majority of your damage by a ridiculously lopsided ratio is not the way to approach that. But also, what's great about this is Malvina says, you know, um, that's why my sets are, are often off in terms of like, okay, uh, that's why some of the sets look off. Malfina is the one who looked at my Evisceration set a few years ago, like like 2018 or something around there in this Thief thread, and then said that they went to go do a test against the Raptors and the, the guide, it wasn't Spicy's guide at that point, but the guide has a, this is the best set, and I just don't think that's the case. And they went and fought these Apex Raptors, and they came back with their all this testing, whatever else Melfina does, and I don't know, maybe they have like a like a, a compass or something, and they, you know, do it on a day of the week, and I don't know what they do. Maybe they should use frogs like everybody else. Yeah, frogs. 
But they come back with their uh, pixie Less sticks, sarcasm. their pixie sticks, and their their Thanksgiving wish bones that have dried and they've now broken apart to make a wish on. And they go, you know, I was surprised. Actually, the set is almost exactly what I, you know, the set and the guide is almost exactly what uh what I what I found is the best set to use. So my sets are off, but you've also made a whole thing about testing apex raptors with evisceration and finding that the guide was actually correct. It's wrong until verified on raptors. Yeah, it's wrong until that should be the new FFXI meme. <laughs> yes, but the same person had a thing about my evisceration building. Like, well, actually, uh, I was wrong. They were right. And it's like, oh, great. That's uh, I, I, you know, I'm glad. I like the when someone can admit that though. Oh, I like that, that they... means at least a conversation can go from there as to, hey, this was the understanding I have of why that set worked, and after testing, blah blah blah, and and like if it, and I'm making huge assumptions that this conversation actually took place. Past, I was wrong. It was just I was a one sided conversation. Yeah, that, that's what you can benefit from that though. Like if if you're wrong, you should like scientists are excited when they're wrong. By the way. Uh, because once you disprove something, it means that you can figure out more things about it. It means you don't know everything about it and that your your want to like learn more about a situation gets to be fulfilled, like natural curiosity, right? Like if I was right about everything in this game forever, I would be incredibly bored about this game. I absolutely love it when I'm proven wrong. So like here's a situation where they tested out the gear. They were able to be proven wrong about their idea or their theory about why it works. And now they have the the ability to actually discuss it. And that discussion could actually broaden the understanding of the community surrounding looking at this particular set. But instead, it just stops at, oh, I was wrong. And nobody really wants to bring this up again because, you know, our, our pride gets in the way. And that's just like the wrong way of looking at it. I like when I'm wrong because now yeah. I can do better. I mean, you have to have humility when you look at stuff. A lot of times people get too afraid to get out of their comfort zone, even in an online discussion, and say, you know, da 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 And then when the conversation happens, like Simon doesn't admit he's wrong. Generally doesn't. He likes to always fall back on something or change the criteria or, you know, somehow yeah. his spreadsheets now change to something that also still suits them without being wrong. Uh, you know, or some exception now exists that wasn't accounted for. And I'm not wrong. There's an exception. But the thing to look for here, I know it's extra work to say what sets are off. But if you're going to say that the guide that people are referring to, that someone puts a lot of work into, and I, it's not that, oh, I put work into it, I'm sensitive. It's I put work into it to make sure it's not bad and that I'm advocating for some reasonable things to help yeah, people. Yeah, it's for them, not you. But if you're going to you say the guys, you're going to say the sets are off, could you list a set that is off as an example? Yeah. I mean, any any example? I mean, what are you going to do? Pick a DT set and say you think you'd use different DT gear? Good. It's a DT set. It's more subjective. Cool. I'm glad that fits your playstyle. I mean... At I least know, we can always run the parse something. on the DT set, though. You never, you never see anyone talk about the parses for their DT sets. That data exists. And I mean, I don't advocate using glass cannon. People want to know the optimal DT set, DPS set, and it's not going to be a DT set. If you're dead, you don't deal damage, obviously, but I think anyone who's it listening to It seemed like us... it was a sharp decline in DPS when my glass cannon died. <laughs> Weird. Anyone, when anyone I drew this conclusion on my own, I'd better post about it on AH. Anyone who's listened to us knows that it's all about playing it by ear and doing what you think's better. Some people are more afraid of dying or less afraid of dying. Obviously, you don't want to die at all because you don't do more DPS if you die. But not everyone wants to sit back and we're full DT the whole time and feel like nothing's going to kill them, really, on most things. I mean, you can get a lot more out of it sometimes. So it's, it's a matter of playing the game. Yeah. It's not like I say only wear this set anywhere. Yeah, every time I've been like accused of like bragging about stuff, I'm not. I'm trying to show you that this is the exact approach that we're talking about right now that we apply to the game, and it works. 
Like I'm doing the content that people are complaining is too hard. And all it took was a little bit of reading and a little bit of understanding of how my group will work together. Like that's, that's, that's all there is to it. Yeah. And but group play changes a lot too. Cause I've, when yeah. we were doing our runs, I was always on blue, but I was doing different things at different times in our group to try and yeah, play I had to, to the use group. It somehow. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, in this case, it may sound like I'm defending the guide or something. I don't give a shit about the guide. If I did, I'd have it yeah. more updated and I wouldn't hear this shit. It's looking at certain things people say in these posts where they seem like they know what they're talking about or seem like they have points and identifying things in them that people should be looking at that can draw a red flag, like very suspect stuff. I mean, it's okay. Anyone can say that something is off, but that's all that's being said. Yeah, explain why. Yes, some explanation to give you some some valid, you know, some some validity to your statements. I promise you, the community thinks you're wrong anyway. Don't be afraid of them. <laughs> yes. So when we talk about me holding contempt, <laughs> right? Yeah, I just want there to be like a beneficial showing of why we're talking about all this, though, because like, yeah, of course it's going to come across as cynicism. Like Fox hates people who don't think about things, and Spicy just hates people without other statements that need to be tacked on but that's not the actual case here like we 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 dislike when people make assertions and then don't actually have a real conversation about why it's tangible or why it matters in the day because it doesn't help anyone to do this like at the very base level all you really could be doing is just inflating your own ego by making some sort of statement like you're the king but or or whatever showing you decide or just trying to to trying to show up how you think about something and reassure yourself that you have it understood yeah, you're already doing it in game. You don't need any further support from anyone else. It's okay, man. You'll be all right. It's not your fault. So, I mean, the whole point here isn't to defend again. It's just to look for certain things. And when you understand a job, it's not just like, oh, I read the guide. Oh, I know what my abilities do. Like the reason we went over in the last episode, any job episode now is also going to include this, of course, because it's important. How to break down your weapon skills and understand your weapon skills because... Um, it's huge. It's really how you play the job, too. The reason everyone wants a Rudra Storm set is because of how that weapon skill performs. And if you look at the things we talk about here and the way we frame them, and and you look at... Like, you don't have to know math. I don't know math. I don't do math. Obviously, that's why the guide's so bad. But no, it's... You're still alive. I haven't been telling you math, I promise. Yes, yes. I'm I'm not set up with Fox knowledge here. This is all my own ability to reason. As long as you have the ability to reason... Hey, look, I've seen these numbers. I know how heavy FTP is in this one. And hey, look, this is why Savage Blade's so good too. So maybe this one has high FTP. You know, just basic things and reason there. It's not like everyone wants to make everything conclusive. Like, uh, you know, we talked earlier, Fox, about the Bluth stuff, where it was, I was saying that the real icing on the cake, which I'm skipping ahead to something. I don't even know if we're going to get to it because of how long this is going with this. (laughs) topic i want to yeah. get to the blue one but i mean eh, it's yeah. you know when it's the old information i alluded to at the start yeah the old information yeah. when they when r15 came out a few months later the Orin the blue guide overseer caretaker overseer doesn't sound very nice caretaker um was saying that the 10 percent weapon skill damage on on all mace for cdc is great and the other stuff's the icing on the cake where i said that the damage in decks was more important than the weapon skill damage because how the dex is the modifier and increases your crit rate and interacts with your crit damage bonus and everything else. Like those components tying together to me was, you know, comparable or it wasn't icing. It was perhaps the most important part, perhaps a little less important, but definitely not icing. They're very 
they were of of comparable value. I think that the Dex is, is worth a little more, but it's also not cut and dry. Yeah, you know? as a as a as a third party observer of both of that parts of the, both parts of that conversation, you guys are both correct in the context that you're applying them to, and that's the idea. Correct. So as long as you can reason those things, don't just take it that like thinking every weapon's uh, like like the reason Twashtar is so great is because that no that extra twenty dex is also the damage and dex is also very important. Not just the extra ten percent Rudra's damage. Yeah, they they all will factor in at some point and make X things stronger. So when it's just a matter of like the frame of reference that you're applying this comparison to to decide what better is. So when things are competitive, this wouldn't be the same conversation for Twashtar if it lacked that Dex and agility. It wouldn't be the same conversation if it was just five damage and ten Rudra storm damage. The conversation would be different. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be like, oh, these are so close, it wouldn't matter. You know, that'd be more the conversation. And it'd be like, well, you could use Chento and you might pull out at that point, but why would you do that at that point? Because, you know, the accuracy. So it w- that would be the conversation more than how this is and, framed. And what never gets talked about is even if there is like some sort of difference between the weapon skills, no one ever talks about the error of the actual experiment itself. Like nobody ever talks about the the parts that don't make it like the spreadsheet, like people not weapon skilling with exact frequency or, or whatever. Like when when you try to build these builds within a certain percent of each other because this percent is like somewhat higher you will never notice that difference because there is always going to be a human percent error that exists when you're using it in practice that's just the end of the line like nobody is perfect at, at executing weapon skills you you would have to be a robot and even then lag exists so outside People of the need to get over that outside of the flow chart let's wrap this whole thief thing up here so we can talk about <laughs> other things of the same notion of how you know, it's really about outside the flow chart, or talk about the flow chart, or don't talk about the flow chart oh, the, at all. So the flow splice into the video. The flow chart. No, 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 no. I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll get it in there. The flow uh, chart. Okay. The flow chart will touch on last for two seconds, but the flow chart is the epitome of this whole conversation. You um, want to talk about this video, don't you? But so yeah, so Melfina yeah. chimes in here with Melfina is a veteran thief who's been around since the '75 era and has been making these comparisons between like this weapon has lower delay, therefore. You know, so at least they're going through a process of reasoning that can get, like, what we're talking about going through that process. So what what's good about Melfina, I mean, what they said before, obviously, picked that apart. And I am not pro or against Melfina anyway. They they actually apply yeah, thought and reason to something. I don't know them. I mean, I had previously invited them to come to the Thief thing many moons ago when I first met them in game randomly and we did some Odysseys. I mentioned that many moons ago. But they declined, obviously, but it's probably good because I think, you know, if this is the way Thief had gone, that it would have not been as productive. But at least so at least they're applying that reasoning process. So it's not about being perfect. It's not about if this weapon's not as good as the other one, it doesn't exist. It's about applying that whole process to something and reasoning and trying to get there and when you present that process and make yourself vulnerable to constructive criticism, which I know it's scary, but make yourself vulnerable, please. Um, then you can at least evaluate your own processes against other people and your reasoning can be checked because all the people want to do reasoning and to get to that process, but don't want to go back over and like actually test They're like, Oh, I thought this was the case. And they just stop there. They don't go, Wait, is it the case? Is there a weakness in this? Is it right? Is it suboptimal? I mean, like, you can reason anything in the game. You could reason that, you know, Fox, you were saying with the uh, Paladin against the the Bones out in Ronskinar Apex with um, 
a low and edge spam like Martel was saying it wasn't that great but you went out and you're like I don't know it's working pretty yeah, good it was great yeah, yeah it went, went fine I added a blue to the mix got even better yeah I mean you can do something that others might not think or they might not reason they can try and it didn't work out great as being suboptimal and you can actually end up having a more optimal result about it because of some of the other details that might not have been included. I don't know what happened to make it different from his experience. Maybe you so, do, but yeah, I can, I can elaborate on that. So he seemed to imply with what he was saying, and this is based on the information I have, uh, that the casters were somewhat of an issue for him when he was trying to alien edge. And the only thing that, that a caster skeleton is going to be an issue for is if it's outside of alien edge range. And it does slow down your, or uh, CP a bit to try to make sure that they are in range or have to deal with them last because the, the Paladin thing is where you, you want everyone to be hitting you in the shield so you gain TP because you have no accuracy against these mobs. Like, you, you are not hitting them at all. Like, your, your dagger, your alienage spam is purely based on shield. So, what I did, the only thing I did to change it, outside of when we brought the blue in, which made it even better, um, was when I was still solo doing it, with just trusts, I just dragged the pull to a ramp pulled the, the magic skeletons onto the ramp and then just pulled the pull back over on top of them. And then everything was in range of Aeolian Edge and I just murdered everything. If you add a blue to the mix, it gets even better because then you just use Silent Storm and suddenly they're silenced and they no longer stay at range. So like there are, there are ways to go around it and this is a playstyle difference. Like this is something he may not have been doing. I don't know if he was or not or exactly why he assumes the skeletons were worse. But I did not see them any different in Aeolian Edge spamming them as any other mob that I was spamming, including the Naraka that was part of the pool, because they took the same kind of damage, there was no damage difference, and the only headache was that sometimes they stood further away, which I remedied just by fixing the actual play style and, and made that change to where there was no change in gear, there was no change in stats, the play style itself made the CP faster, and that's the sort of thing that we're talking about. Like, the play style is going to be different depending on what kind of like gear sets you apply to it or anything. Like you're going to have a different result just because you're, you're able to do it differently. Correct. And along on edge in general, if you look at Thief with Gandering and stuff like that, some players have a lot easier of a time employing the same strategy than other players when they try to do that whole evasion burn AOE with uh, the low on edge spam and killing stuff like in Omen or something, you know, wherever you might do that. Um, so some players may look at someone do it and it looks super easy and they go and do it. It just doesn't work the same for them because when they play for one reason or another, they don't replicate things the same way. Their play style, their inclination mm -hmm. of what to do may not suit what they're trying to replicate and do as it may suit for other people. So it's not just a matter of, uh, you know, I had a smoother time doing it. It's also just as long as the reasoning's there, it also depends on how you can employ it. Because certain people react and have timing differences. The way people play is different. So it's not yeah. a one-size-fits-all. Just like with the daggers, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Yeah, absolutely. But that applies. I know it's focused around Thief and somewhat Blue. Um, but it's important to take... These concepts are not unique to Thief. And, and just because you're on Samurai or something doesn't mean, like, it, it's always about evaluating what certain things bring. And I know everyone likes when things are talked in specifics about, okay, they're talking about Thief in a way where my questions are answered, but what about Samurai? You know, like, it's important to take the same way of evaluating this. And of course, you're going to need to pose, you have to, like, when you go to these forums, the best thing you could do is look at what people are saying, like sex, and then pose exact play style or situational conditions where I was wondering if the attack bonus of Mandalik Stab would lend itself better in situations. And as long as Simon doesn't come in and say no like a dipshit, 
um, <laughs> then, you know, no, That's unless it's funny. obvious. Uh, then, then as long as the people come in good no, faith, but why? yeah, no fusion. Um, as long as people come in in good faith and discuss these things, because uh, there's a lot of facets of different daggers. Maybe you know, honestly, if you're making lights, if you know, you don't have radiance, but honestly, your weapon skill damage might be better using um, evisceration, shark bite, and freaking mandalic to three step a light and everything. I mean. As long as you ask the context in these forums, which is what they're for, and someone like Fox or someone who knows better than myself or anyone comes in and can like reason and say things, that's the way this is supposed to work. That's how you actually can get real answers you can apply to things instead of whatever this well, Melfina real, real process post, is. Whatever real this Melfina post is here, I'll let you read this one when we get to it. But I, I, mean, I wouldn't say. Well, just an aside on that. It's it's not necessarily that like I provide a real answer. It's just a real process that you can at least use to determine for yourself, and that's always been my aim. And that's part of playing that's, this game. That's what makes this interesting and fun. Is not just messing with your Lua or this or that. And the situation is like people think of using weapons in terms of situations a lot of time, and a lot of times that's what we focus on is the situations in which you'd use these weapons, mm -hmm. but the process of which how you're playing and other stuff beyond the situation also comes into effect here. Yeah, before I get into this too, um, a lot of people ask like what ultimate weapon they should make or something like that when they're ready for it or whatever, even when it's like an honest situation where they think they're actually at the point where they need one. And they, they like, people have asked me like why I would make a certain one. And usually the reason why I make it last is because I already have a build and I have this idea of what I want to apply this thing to in advance because I know why I'm getting it. So if anyone's ever heard me say you have to understand why you're getting something, like that's exactly it. You've already built around it and you want to make your build stronger by adding this as the basically the the the, the arc stone that holds the whole thing together. It wasn't about what Vajra could do for me. It's about how I could apply Vajra <laughs> to my needs. Yeah. And I have to build around applying it to those needs. It's not yeah. drastic like with, uh, you know, as I mentioned, Dragoon in the store TP. It's not drastic like that, but... If you're really trying to optimize your gameplay, then yeah, certain things of malignance are going to be less of a DPS impact or beneficial for what you're applying it to than just throwing it on because, oh, aftermath. Yeah. And then sometimes you also just make a meme like Claustrum, but it is. What it is. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I think. So, okay, so this Malfina post. So, am I reading the one that the video is actually attached to? Yes, that's, that's the one. All right. So, Malfina starts by quoting. So generally, it's not something I can check in sheet, but sheet numbers can tell me that there is potential for Aeneas to be better in such scenario. Ultimately, it requires a practical test, and this is replied to some... That's, right. so that's from else. Simon. That's from Simon. Okay, that's the sure. most reasonable thing they said in the entire thread. Okay. Yeah, it, it's true. It would require a practical test. I can Even a broke, broken clock is right twice so, a day. So because this is quoted... And because of what this, well, not even because of what this is titled, because this video is titled something that has nothing to do with the test. And, and uh, there's a reason I'm nitpicking this, and I'll get to it at the end. Um, but I assume this video is in response to this test, this practical test that's being called for, right? It's a test, all right. Yeah. So here we go. So I spent a few hours farming tonight, and, and this is Mofia, yeah, and recorded a short clip to show off the camp. Okay. Uh, with sufficient buffs and just a fourth weapon skill should be enough to finish a non-sneak or trick attack mod. There wouldn't have been any pr practical difference between Aeneas four-stepping and me just doing four weapon skills with Twashtar. So as long as you're getting proper buffs, the two daggers should be about equal. Maybe if your attack is heavily starved, I could see Aeneas gaining favor at this camp, but I doubt it. Oh, the doubt. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, also, for reference, I clocked the mobs at having approximately 300k HP each. I actually don't know the HP of these mobs, but that's reasonable based on what I've seen. Uh, with such significant HP pools, most of the skill chain goes towards actual damage rather than overkill. Which is true. Yeah. The setup here was War Thief Red Mage Bard Core Skull. Okay, standard buff team, no Geo, which is nice Important. to know. But, I mean, we have basically the attack value, so that's why we care about Geo most of the time in these parts. So next we have, I had only about 4,200 to 4,400 attack in my weapon skill set in this recording. I ran a party earlier in the day uh, with a summoner in place of Red Mage with Ifrit's attack buffs. I was hitting more at 5,500 to 6k attack range in my weapon skill sets that was enough to make any sneaker trick attack uh, closer finish a mob outright uh, and even some of the three steps would pretty much do the job with enough buffs here twashtar is absolutely stronger but even with middling buffs i still don't see aeneas in a favorable position where it's notably faster and then the video is like linked here so how did we get from where they're roughly equal to they're not equal it was definitely a thought progression. To, to, to four weapon skills with Twashtar, to three stepping, and the skill. Ch I mean, this is all over the place in terms of, in terms of what's being. And honestly, it, I believe based if, on the inconsistencies that this is an, this is a very honest uh, take on their exact experience doing this, though. Yes, that's true. Which is nice. It's refreshing because the video is certainly an experience. <laughs> yeah. Well, the. the the video, I'm not entirely sure what it's supposed to illustrate, but that's... It's three I, I minutes. That's three and a half talk about now. Yeah, well, I mean, well, first of all, the things that got me in this, the number one thing that stood out to me was maybe if your attack is heavily starved, I might see Aeneas gaining favor at this camp, but I doubt it. So that was also after they're roughly equal, which also doesn't make sense to follow up with that sentence immediately after that. But there is nothing about Aeneas and the TP bonus that is going to fix your attack issue when your attack started with Rujan. It doesn't, it doesn't change yeah. that. Increasing Here's the FTP where... doesn't change your attack. So as someone who isn't like the normal FXI player who doesn't know much about the game mechanics and stuff, like here's someone, when I look at this statement, I immediately think, well, what's the difference between Aeneas and, uh, and Twashtar, right? Because that's a comparison that's taking place. And we're assuming the Twashtar is R15. So the Aeneas is going to come with a TP bonus. And it has a higher base damage for what it's worth. Slightly. Um, yeah. And then the uh, the Twashtar is going to have the higher dex, which translates to a higher base damage, and the uh, and the R15 augment. And what a lot of people want to look at in comparison here, like if someone is saying specifically in this case that the that the TP bonus matters more, means that the buff to the FTP on the weapon skill, in their assertion is more important than the buff to at the end of the equation for like the, the 10% damage bonus to Ruder storm, meaning um, going from a, whatever multiplier it is for Rudra's, I don't know off the top of my head. It's gotta be between like, from like six to 13 or something at, at like the maximum, like maximum is thir 13 and change. Okay. So like, let's say you're going from like, you know, the, the two K to three K, like you're pushing that difference using, using Aeneas somehow then what the statement is telling me is that that, that 6 to 13 is going to be a greater impact on the overall weapon skill damage than the 10% added to the end of the uh, to the end of the, the whole damage equation. And one thing that you want to know about how multiplicative terms work is that if you raise the smaller number, it's very general, very generally, 
going to be a larger increase in damage than raising a number that is larger than it, or worst case, the largest number. In most formulas, and this is, I try not to kill people with math, but this is actually really important. In most formulas for this game, um, your base damage is going to be the largest number. So raising that higher is usually not going to have as significant of impact as raising something that's a much smaller number by magnitude of hundreds. Um, which, which is would why be like attack is important mark. for, for yeah. Rudris. Exactly. Attack is very important for Rudris because PDF isn't even mentioned here, and PDF is generally low on Thief, and it's usually not capped. I figured they were hinting at Petif when they said if you're uh, needing attack and the Escapol ahead, but it just yeah. it doesn't make sense. So with that explanation, that long-winded explanation about about how math works, you know, with multiplication, that's telling me that the 500 TP bonus has been more valuable in this situation, raising the FTP by what is probably 5.0, than it would be by multiplying it the whole amount of damage that you would 5. be doing 0, by 10 percent. 10.19 and 13 are the value. Yeah. So basically, let's say you're doing, and I'm just going to pull numbers out of my ass here. Let's say you're doing like a 40k weapon skill, right? If you're doing that same 40k weapon skill with the exact same setup, and you're managing to get the exact conditions while using a, uh, well, while using, uh, fuck the Rima, I just said. Twashtar? Twashtar. Yeah, while using a Twashtar, it means you're now getting a 44,000 a 44, damage weapon skill. It's it's 10%, right? That, that's been That's been boosted. So what they're saying is, is that that 4,000 damage difference in a similar situation is going to be the exact same difference, if not less, than adding a 500 TP bonus under those same conditions. Like, I, I just don't buy it because 500 doesn't change the FTP mod by any amount that would equate that way. Like it basically it would not 500 TP bonus does not add a 5.0 unless you save more TP and therefore lower your DPS because you're holding more TP, which would, which is actually what this video shows. Yes. Um, they are actually holding TP in this video yet. This video, I believe they're using Aeneas and they're trying to make the argument for Aeneas. Correct. I look like they were using Twashtar from the white damage, but they but don't, yeah, that, see, they don't that's say, I got confused they too, don't say, they don't say what they're using. They don't show their gear. We don't know what their weapon skilling with. We yeah. don't, we don't know. We don't even know if they have D on the Based on either. the auto attacks, it looks like a Twashtar is being used. I couldn't even say their evisceration damage because they don't split their fucking log like it's 2006. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the video seems to support that they're using a Twashtar, but there's also no difference between the two. Like, basically, the, the video exists to show... What I got from the video is someone looking at it is it doesn't support anything that they're actually saying. And it just shows me that they can do 70k Rudra Storms, which is great for them, I guess. But it also shows me a very defective flaw in play style that no one has pointed out in here to where it's not even that they're like saving TP or anything. But later on, Melfina defends some of these things from like Simon saying that like they hold TP or whatever in that they're like trying to tab around to engage mobs that don't have a dark based resistance to them yes i build that tp because in they, fractions of a second not even the tech right. round fractions they're, of an they're attack saying round. They, they build the tp in fractions of a second and they're they're intentionally like not unloading it on on darkness based monsters in here because it, it would lower their damage like do, using their specific words doing a 50k um darkness is is much worse than doing a 99k darkness and to that i say yeah that's fair but if you look at the party composition and the fact that you're there as a DD, I don't see anyone else who's there who's going to be abusing things that are darkness-based because I see a bunch of Corsairs. What are they, spamming Savage Blade? A bar so a right now, with, with, yeah. 
Yeah, a bard and a core, right? So right now you are not weapon skilling these mobs under the assumption that this is going to hurt your overall skill chain damage, right? So like you're you're sitting here dirtling around, tabbing through things, and not doing your job as a DD because your damage is going to be gimped. But at the end of the day, who is going to take care of that? And who look- is there in your party who's going to take advantage of that? And this is the sort of mindset that FXI players have nowadays, where they care so much about their personal DPS that they don't t- look at the larger picture and see that the point that they're trying to illustrate is completely moot because they're demonstrating that they can't even play the job properly. <laughs> so also, if they just type SDT into BG or, uh, you know, uh, it'll be yeah. the resistance page. If you look at it, just because you're fighting a dark-based uh, apex here in the promies, doesn't mean that your darkness weapon skill is going to do nothing because that mob is specifically darkness based. The weapon skill would pick ice as the damage then um, based on, let me just pull up the whole page. <laughs> if it even worked like that on these mobs, but yeah, I get you. It is SDT. So yeah. yeah, a lot of times people look at mobs like this while you're pulling it up and see like a darkness mob and they think the actual darkness skill chain is the property of that mob, not the actual darkness element, which yeah. will, which is, does not cover distortion or, you know, just specifically ice, stone, etc. It's only darkness. So, yeah, if you're using Ludden Salute, then that would do grap because it's a dark mob, obviously. Yeah. That's a magical weapon skill. So we're applying Absolutely. that. You know, obviously the first damage property of darkness is that darkness skill chain, but it's also the other properties. So here, skill chains that consist of multiple elements automatically hit the element that corresponds to the monster's lowest resistance rank. For example, if distortion ice slash water is used on a standard tiger, which is 100% ice, which is neutral, and 130% water, which is taking 30% boost to water damage, it will deal water elemental damage that will be affected by modifiers that will affect water damage, such as weather, and in the case of a tie, the element is chosen in the following priority of water, fire, ice, wind, earth, lightning. So the whole point is, just because you're fighting a dark mob doesn't mean that um, your darkness skill chain is going to do nothing, because if it takes a bonus damage to light, obviously you're not using a light skill chain, but if it's neutral to something else, like, I don't know, ice or earth or water in this case, it's going to do that damage of your skill chain. So you're not taking a 50% hit. That would also include that the mob probably is 50% resisted. dark and not, you know, 20 or 10% dark or something like that too, which not yeah. a 50% drop too. That's, that's not how that works. It's a resistance it's, it's value. A, it's like a level 140 plus mob. It's 143 mob, maybe 146, right? Uh, like probably not 146, but it's like a 143 mob. Like they're probably just getting resisted on their skill chain damage. That's all there is to it. I mean, and, and also, if it's a dark-based mob, it also would stand to reason. The, a reason a lot of times that mobs take crap from dark skill chains is not because they're resistant to dark. It's because they're resistant to dark-based elements, including ice and, and earth and all those other things, which just water. Yeah, but those other things have to actually come into play. So ice, earth, water, and, and darkness are part of the darkness skill chain. So a lot of the times, if you look at these NM pages, go pull up one of the, the Ryzen Jima helms. I How I have them in there. They'll have different values. So let's pull up Anki 4. If I can fucking spell, what is it? O-A... Uh, O-N-Y-C-H-O-P-H-O-R-A. This is great for spelling, yeah. O-N-Y-C-H-O-R-A. That's funny. I, I typed in Onika 4 into Google, and I got, like, actual Onika 4. One sec. F-F-X-I. Yeah, it's a bloody one. Okay. So we see this mob. It has an unknown resistance to fire because it's not in there. But it takes... Uh, if you're doing a darkness skill chain on this... Um, it is 50% to, it'd be better to take a light in this case. 
so it's, it has an 85% value to wind, 50 thunder, 50 light, 50 ice, 5% earth, uh, 50 water, and 50 dark. So if you're doing a light skill chain to Onigafora, which you wouldn't because it's Onigafora and you don't skill chain Yeah, like it'd that. be a bad idea. Yeah, it'd be a bad idea. It means your light skill chain is doing wind damage. So just because you're taking 50% minus to light on this mob, you're only taking a 15% damage kit to your light skill chain because the leakest value is wind. And instead of losing half of your skill chain damage because, oh, it's light, it's going to do half. No, you're only losing 15% because wind is the lowest resistance value here. And it will do, yeah. it'll do wind damage. So it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be 99k to 50k. It would be, you know, 99k to 75k in this case, if that was it. Because the values are different. Just because it resists, like, darkness in this case, uh, we saw Earth is minus 95%, but all the other ones are half. So... It it depends on the monster's resistances. Typically, the dark ones so, tend to share that, but it's not it's not a fifty percent cut. It's not like that's the thing. So what I want to get to about the video specifically, with that in mind, is that it's not it's not doing a good job selling thief as a as a job that I want to bring to a party as a as a person looking in on this video because yeah. like I objectively broke down exactly what I would be getting out of it as someone looking in, as most people would who freak who go to a forum to look for things, right? So you you wouldn't have a situation where people already know what's going on and they're like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and look on the forum just to just to figure it out because they already know what they want. So I'm in here, I'm looking at this video and all I'm seeing is someone who's running around not understanding like what benefit they would add to just simply killing the mob in front of them because they're wasting XP and they're effectively cherry picking data that they are trying to present by showing only the best case scenario of what they are trying to, to show us in this video outside of, you know, showing that they can do 70k rooters. They're trying to have their play style suit the results they're looking for rather than... Exactly. Yes, they're doing it backward. Which is a bad, bad scientific process. That is not how you do it. Um, you generally want to uh, do it backwards, actually. You want to, to, to have an experiment in mind and, and get exactly what result or observations that you get out of it not the other way around like you don't build an experiment with a goal in mind at the end knowing that you're going to get there based off all these results because otherwise like why are you doing this experiment to begin with? i believe the scientific method is taught in middle school and it starts with a hypothesis not with reaching your conclusion <laughs> right i mean you do have to have an idea of what you're going to get but it doesn't mean that every step in that process is always going to support it and in fact you actually gain more out of it when you don't know that every step is going to support it, or if it even doesn't entirely, because then you get new information out of it, information that's more powerful and more applicable than just whatever you happen to come up with on your own. So, I mean, even if you didn't know anything about Thief, if you see someone running around and they're getting 3k TP with an Ionic weapon, that really kills that Ionic weapon, because most of the selling point is yeah. that TP bonus. So yeah, that it goes back to the understanding about five yeah. yeah, with any job that's going to be killing it. So if you're in a situation where you're building TP in fractions of a second, <laughs> I no, I, I play Maybe you thief too. Be using an AS. I know how fast it builds TP, especially with Sandroll. Yeah. It's not fractions of a second. But also the thing that bothered me the most about them having a summoner wasn't that they said that Ifrit gave them the attack boost. That's really important. Where's Crystal Blessing? Yes, Crystal Blessing would definitely start skewing if it doesn't already skew towards Twashtar over Aeneas because now you're talking about having Rivers. a native Aeneas with your uh, earring and your and your Crystal Blessing there. So you don't need... You, it, the, the, the FTP boosting diminishes quickly when your TP is flowing higher like that with your fractions of a second i get eight attack rounds every time for a thousand tp 
You know, that's you're saying pre-show Fox. You're like you're saying what is that a thousand TP max that they have all eight attacks go off? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was basically breaking down what the uh, the eight attacks in an attack round would be based on the store TP they would have on that on that roll. And there's there's no way that they're gonna one round to three uh, k or even over two k. It's not possible. They they don't have the store TP for that. But if that I was the case, they they once again would not be roughly equal. So it's like they started off by saying, yeah, they're roughly equal, and then like It'd by be the time they're done, to oranges. Like if you have crystal blessing in one party and you're using Twashtar, and you don't have crystal blessing in another party and you're using Aeneas, then yeah, it's gonna be a bit more of a, a similar seeming comparison because that TP bonus is made up for somewhere else. But that's not that's not creating a control standard for your experiment. Like you 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 don't have anything standardized. But I mean that's, and that's, that's what can't be shown in this. That's also why you make these different weapons and why you reason this. Yeah. If you have crystal blessing, which if you have a summoner, why would you not have it? Um, yeah, it, no, I probably just, would an answer. It's, it's not even it's not even a debate at that point. Why would you you have yeah. things that are clearly favoring one weapon? Why would you start debating at that point? And look at the assumptions we're making about TP overflow and why it exists. Like clearly they're playing thief inefficiently in this video and they have a bunch of TP overflow because of it. Is that going to be the case for everyone playing thief that comes to that party? No. Uh, a lot of times they're just going to spam that weapon skill out because they need to do the damage as fast as they can to move, to move on to the next mob because the skill chain damage difference isn't going to be enough to actually matter. They make claims about not not doing a bunch of overkill in the video or whatever, but I watched them close several times at like eight percent on the mob, and that is absolutely overkill. And like that, that mob is dying. I know with extreme prejudice. I know when I do the spreadsheet, I intentionally I have half attack round over, but I intentionally do not use one thousand TP as the baseline for Aeneas because if you release TP constantly as fast as possible in a way that's not humanly going to happen, uh, then it suits that weapon even more. But I also make sure that I'm up and skilling at like 1050 as a baseline because I know the spreadsheet is going to overshoot that uh, average TP value with Sandsworn and everything. So that you're like, you're 1050, which someone wouldn't be hitting. I, I start cranking that value up higher, like minimum weapon skill for an ES at 1100. I start seeing where the DPS and stuff goes when I do that in the spreadsheet when I make these recommendations. So yeah, TP is where you want like an average scatter of plots based yeah. on your multi-attacks and stuff. And you want to take the average of that and then find out what that TP threshold would be given that attack round and factor that in. That would be the, the most accurate way of doing it in a snapshot method, but that is probably not ever done. There are people probably plug in 1K and call it a day or like 1250. Like yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't think that 1K is no. reasonable. That's why I raise these values it's higher. And that's why, yeah, that, that's, so it's the whole process of how you use a spreadsheet too. And how, cause it's a great tool to use. It's how I, how I start like making my reasoning with the sets in the guide. And they tend to be pretty good because, you know, it's, it's not, you know, when you have the sheet doing all the work for you, all you have to do is try to use the sheet in a realistic way of, no, I'm not spamming at 1K with perfect buffs. You know, I mean, you have to start making all these situations that's the part and that record, missed. you know, record like the difference between these two and then start looking, okay, and then looking at all these situations and be like, okay, I think overall, this not, I'm not saying overall Anise is better. It's really, there's there's too many variables for me to say that. I think, honestly, the way people play, that Twashtar would probably suit more people, but it goes back to the whole analysis of what I said before in the start of this whole thing. Yeah. But also, here too, um, were they saying that their Fosia kicked in? Um, oh, during evisceration. I was going to say, they're saying that yeah. they have 3KT because of a Fosia proc. But also, why would you show a three-minute video of a Fosia proc? I mean... Because I it illustrates the damage that they're trying to show us, not the not the actual 
not the actual reasoning behind their damage. They just want to show us the best case scenario. This is cherry picking data. They're only showing us that the best snippet because they want to support their their argument in the best way possible, which honestly it doesn't do a really good job of. Yeah. So I don't really know what's occurring here outside of, like I said, bragging about 70k Ruger Storms, which is nice, I guess. I also like to, I'm building TP so fast over and over again, City, like seven times. I'm building TP so fast. Yeah. If I burned immediately, it would be caps lock too soon. And the second darkness validate. wouldn't happen. It's okay. But it's like... I'm, I'm sure you get TP plenty fast and the girls notice you. I'm sure. But the reasoning there is obviously they're saying that they'd be weapon skilling before the skill chain window's up. They're getting TP so fast their skill chain window is not popping up fast enough. Yeah, and you know, when I sub warrior, I, I have to put on berserk and there's no world where I can cancel it or control it on my own. Yeah, I mean... Absolutely true. If this was true, and I, I mean, I don't... What are they getting? A crooked Sam in this game? I mean, what what is this world where you're TPing so fast on a thief with a core and a bar and true. no summoner? You know, for the TP bonus too, that it would be too soon before your TP is ready. Let me, let me, let me tell you why. Because I know that they are not getting a thousand TP per round of combat, right? So you execute a weapon skill, and then there's a three second universal lockout, right? Mm -hmm. And then every weapon has a delay on it, and the delay on their weapon is just over probably a second. It's probably like one point one or one point two seconds, which is really fast, right? But there's no way that they're that they're closing too soon on their own skill chain because they've already waste they've already used three seconds with universal lockout and then roughly 2.2 to 2.5 probably 2.3 is closer seconds building tp under ideal situations that they are getting max attacks in a in a combat my multi attack there, is proc there's every no round. world there's no world where they are closing their own skill chain too fast the only world where that is actually possible is if you have the domain invasion buff with the with the uh, yes. the auto regain effect you you cannot do that it is My it brew. is outside of the realm of possibility in this game because you cannot gain tp that you know, Fox, I think Aeneas is not the best because uh, <laughs> my brew means that I'm not gaining that TP bonus every time I'm primeval brewing and stuff. Yeah. But still, like these are the things that get said in these discussions, and then it becomes well, about these realize. things. People don't realize. Yeah. People don't people don't have the, the background to be able to disseminate this information is potentially flawed. So all they have to do is, is they just have this to go on because they have that guide or this discussion to talk about. None of their own data and none of their own reasoning. So that's how these myths get perpetuated to get back to the theme of the episode is we see this shit go down and this is exactly why it perpetuates later because we have nothing else to go on because no one will go do it for themselves. Uh, there's so much more to go on this thread. I want to get off this thread because then it goes into Simon saying, I don't believe chaos and samurai are optimal roles. And it's just, we're going to, there's going to be so many things. But now he's, he's moved the goalposts, like you said, and now he we're always... talking about CP we're talking about EP for an hour, not the actual DPS. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, it's a different conversation. Yeah. Do you want to just go to the flowchart? Uh, yeah, we can. Let's, let's, let's close the door on Simon's face. Well, Spicy's going to insert a flowchart here, and it's interesting. Uh, so what's our time here so I can remember the flowchart time? Okay, I see. And you know, before we get to the flowchart, you know, we have to have a message from our sponsors today. <laughs> oh, It's been a while, you know. Are you tired of stupid thief threads? Uh, are you tired of the cynicism? Uh, so today our sponsor would like us to know... Can't get into a Sarah? 
Is your auction house dead or are queues too long? Tired of RMT and Merc spams? Want advice other than offhanding your mom? Come and visit the beautiful Bahamut. Your mom. For that year-round fun in the sun that isn't too spicy, Bahamut has all of your NA community needs. Holla at your boys, Brahms, and Robozan, and get a tour of Bahamut's King, King, Sveden, and Mog House for free while supplies last. Bahamut, taking one for the team since 2025. Warning, Bahamut welcomes all of yeah. Warning, while Bahamut welcomes all off-world transfers, fees come at the traveler's expense and will not be reimbursed. Tours are often offered by on a case-by-case basis and will be offered during certain unreasonable times. While Bahamut is welcoming of all people, we don't want your trash, sir. So if you could dispose of it before com- before never coming back, that'd be nice. This ad has been brought to you by the committee. Quote: Odin isn't looking for more trash. End quote. If I could only get my team to uproot Azura and go to like Bahamut, I, I actually would. I don't know. I think eventually I w- they'll they'll equal. Would want to go by myself while I have a team. I don't know. Maybe someday I'll piss my team off and they won't like me anymore, and then I can get, get then I'll get to go to Bahamut. But then, yeah. how would you have these great diversions runs? I mean, the I long, can rebuild them. It's a long pause. I don't know. I wouldn't want to go without my team, honestly. I wouldn't want to go someone to pay SC, but otherwise, I think things will reach equilibrium eventually, especially now that the guide says don't come to Asura. So give it a few years, and uh, I think in a few years it'll it'll balance out, maybe. Okay, so we have a, a flow chart. Ah, uh, yes, I almost forgot. I'm sure my that. my side couldn't be dejected enough, but it exists. It's 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 it really rounds this whole thread out here because it's an interesting attempt. Uh, it's at least a window into what this dude thinks when he decides to like equip things. And it's cool that they're at least putting forth the effort like to put a positive spin on it before we go into it. Um, it's cool that he's going through the effort of at least trying to show us what he thinks, because most people won't do that when they try to make opinions. Yeah. Read his whole post because he does start with the good intentions here. Oh yeah. Very good. intentions. Let's see. Did some doodling while being bored at work and came out with this flow chart regarding op- my optimal dagger usage. And this is not, uh, this is saucy. This is not Melf. Uh, I don't post much, but I've been playing Thief forever and I have all Rima and Tarot. R15. Vajra isn't quite R15, but it's close. Okay. I also don't have Windower or any upgrades. Still totally vanilla. So min maxing depends wholly on what I'm physically capable of. That's reasonable. Uh, what do you guys think of this chart? And it is linked below. Uh, generally, this is how I approach my daggers and swap often as the situation demands. This might help others that are wondering if they should go after XXX dagger. Notice many roads lead to Twashtar, and the simplest thieves would want tar it and be done. You know, that's actually so, the most reasonable thing in this whole thread. It really is, because um, they're trying to help someone make a, a choice that is usually dominated by specifically what Rima is everyone talking about at this particular time, rather than why I should be using whatever Rima, whether or not the information is actually like correct in this flowchart, the flowchart itself is still really good at illustrating that people should have a specific thought process as to why they would build specific weapons, you know, regardless of how right this one is. I really like the fact that they think about farming dragon beads and the fact that they'd R15 <laughs> a man now to mercy stroke for the aftermath and get some white damage sometimes while critting in hopes that it's better to just effect. it's better they added temp tick tick poison which doesn't you know but in, instead of just putting on torrent hey, for crits it. instead of just putting on torrent for crits and getting max beads that way they decided the mandow was the proper way to start off this flow chart here which immediately See, made me open my eyebrows i make fun of it 
too in, in that same regard sort of but honestly like farming dragon beads is the time you put on your weapon you just want to fuck around with and because like you're going to accomplish your goal no matter what happens. you still have to make it why would you make that it's a passion project at that point i made a classroom i mean uh Kapuchin did say yes to have everything r15s so they did not include man down there uh, i don't know if there's a consensus on that but I still stand by it being more of a red mage thing, but that goes What did we all say about Mandal? I mean, I need to see what we all said. That it's not great. Is that I the consensus know. we all have around here? Is Do we not use this? Well, between you and me, we know it's not great. Is that what we do? Yeah, but I mean, I don't know about the consensus on the Discord. No, no, really no, talk no about Fox, it. Fox, I'm not saying you and I. I'm saying oh. we. Oh, okay. Is well, that... I can't have an opinion about we because I'm not we. There's no I in we. Right. Okay, so it starts off at the, at the left corner, the left corner, essentially, flowchart here. Because we got to visualize this. Close your eyes if you can visualize this. Or just simply look at the... Red uh, Sharpie with green words and blue weapons. Three Sharpies here, so they do have three colors of Sharpies. They might be a teacher. I don't know. It looks like whiteboard font, actually. Yeah. So it's some sort of public display. So... Starts off with the first notion that the whole chart has to start somewhere. It's a flow chart, of course. So it starts off with farming dragon beads. Yes, Mandao. No. Then it goes to the next premise. Do you have buffs? So if you have no buffs, goes down the turret. If you have buffs, it goes to the next flow thing of time the mob dies. If it's less than twenty seconds, uh, go back to turret. If it's more than twenty seconds, we go to the next. Via you know the next part of the flowchart here decision point yeah yes 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 the decision point the, the create your own story here the mad libs viable self skill chain if it's yes finish it Twashtar if it's no we now have to go back to time the mob dies at is it now twenty seconds to three minutes if it's more than three minutes go to Twashtar now if that's not the conclusion it goes to is position stable if your position stable. Use Vajra if the fight's more than three minutes and your position's stable, of course. <laughs> this answer's awesome. I, I totally missed this the first time. Is position stable in the fight more than three minutes with viable self-skill chain? If no, and your position's not stable, I mean, then use Aeneas. If your position is somewhat stable... Somewhat. Somewhat. The best one. Go back to Twashtar. So as you can see, all yes, roads no lead to Twashtar. Yes, no, and somewhat. Like, I like, that's an arbitrary road to Twashtar. I like how the flowchart makes it more reasonable to have and use a Mandao than it is to have and use Vajra or Aeneas. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's well, true. Like, that, there's there's no decision branches at, at one point. Tec you are technically correct. This flowchart says that there are more situations where Mandao is applicable than anything else because of the probability of needing to answer yes or no to any of these. Yeah. Mandao automatically has a 50% determinant based on this person's decision-making <laughs> process. That's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. I, I, actually, I actually missed that the first time until you just pointed that out. That's super funny. See, these are the things the, these are the things that keep us up at night. These are the things that help everyone. I really hope it helps oh, making man. an XXX dagger. So this is what someone should do, though, if they're trying to decide what they want to do with, you know, X weapon. It's a thought process. Weapons. Yeah, it's a thought process. I want to know it can help people to map it out. How to determine 20 seconds as the factor. This person is like really big on quick kills, I guess. 20 seconds, not 19, not 20, not even 30 seconds. 30 seconds is a round number. I mean, you, you could get to 3K like 20 times in Malfina's world. I, it's a fraction of a second to 1K. I can't imagine how many 3,000s you can have in 20 seconds. 
Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a fraction of a second because like the game definitely works in that and not in ticks. You know why Mandao is their fifty percent determinant here? Because they what they get TP so fast that they can't actually self skill chain. <laughs> so Mandao in this case would be the optimal dagger because they'll have aftermath and occasionally extra white damage. So and think of that strength slash weapon rank bonus from having the uh, the the DI buff at the end too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because honestly, I mean, I, of course, I'm making bold assumptions about there being a decision tree after the estimate. Mandau because Mandau is is nothing but the cream of the crop. Yes, is concerned until here. they finish the voracious resurgence fox. I think farming dragon beads is the only end game content. So honestly, maybe I have an underselling Mandau. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, I see. There's a lot of things that, that's what we want to point out. Though is there's a lot of things in here that's like really arbitrary, but it demonstrates where this particular person is in their thought process. And, and at least they're illustrating it. Be, exactly. That, that's that's the Literally. point I want to arrive at. Like. They're literally illustrating it. A lot of times when people are applying these spreadsheet answers to things, you you want to know exactly what this guy is showing so that you are so you are appropriately giving them an answer based on this exact thought process. Like this flowchart is actually more useful for a spreadsheet than it would be to generalize and just throw out some number because someone asked something and you don't have any background information. This flowchart, while silly, is more useful than any of Melfina's posts and video there. Uh Maybe, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know if I would go that far. Well, it actually shows the reasoning. Yeah, but I mean, this right here doesn't show the outcomes of anything. Well, at least I know either. why. At least I know why Melfina DDs inefficiently on Thief. Like, I, I don't see. know why, or even if this guy does. There is no parse. There is no DPS numbers. There is nothing. There is no gear presented. There is nothing. Melfina just showed herself running around doing things. There is no context. At least this provides context. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, I, I, you know, let's try to See, be too cynical. I, I get this. This this flowchart sort of loses me at viable self skill chain. Yeah, I don't because they're all viable unless you don't have enough delay slash store TP and stuff. You know, like I'm saying, unless you don't have enough like buffs in terms of your attack speed and rounds, and unless you can't hit fast enough. To get that TP, then yeah. it's always a viable self skill chain on Thief. We, we can plug our own time thresholds in. Like, time is going to be relative to whoever's experiencing it and what they find acceptable. It's not like you have but a great like, axe. Self skill chain, though, is who is in your party. And it almost implicitly says that you're, you're just spamming Rudra Storm because, of course, yes, leads to Twashtar. Like, it, there's there's nowhere else it's going. Like, it, that is why. It's, it's assuming that you're doing something without even stating on the flowchart that you're doing. At least they considered buffs before anything else. Yeah. Buffs, then time mob dies. 19 seconds or less, you know. Before. Do you have buffs? And honestly, if I'm even going to gear up a DD to take the content, like, whether or not I have buffs is, like, the main thing that's going to determine whether I go as a DD or whether it's I don't go into their party at all. Yeah. So. You know, there's yeah, this thing. they're starting strong. You know, when you say, do you have your buffs, uh, it reminds me of this thing with R. Kelly, where. I'm a buff on you. No, no, R. Kelly was in Africa or something. Uh, this is before the R. Kelly, making R. Kelly a monster documentary thing on Netflix came out and all that and his arrest and all that. Yeah. Um, he was in Africa doing a concert and he comes out and he goes, do you have your passport? Do you have your shots? Do you want to come with Rob to America? And it's just like that. It's like really cringy America. But he's like literally in front of a crowd of teenage girls asking if they have their passports and their shots and if they want to come back with him to America. And it's like when you say, do you have your buffs? And it's like, oh, nope. 
It's just what it reminds mm-hmm. me of. If anyone goes in YouTube's this, you have to type it in. Just like R. Kelly, do you have your shots or something? I guarantee it'll come up. Wow. And just watch this, and it's so, it's it's so meme worthy that I when I put it in the Discord later, it might come up throughout the whole week because it's just that good. It's so catchy of how like cringy it is that it's just so meme worthy. But nonetheless, that's that's a digression, of course, as I do. But... I think this this chart could only be improved, like as like an effect form of communication if it stays like completely binary and that being yes no answer is not plus 20 seconds less 20 seconds because that is also another form of binary because like you have like objective variables at that point i like how you're suggesting how to improve their flow i guess you're providing them the feedback well here's the thing like like they were asking they did some doodling they they want to help people on thief like if you you can't insert your own stuff in there because it's the same for the whole theme of this episode too because everything that, that you're putting in here, like when it comes to choosing 20 seconds or three minutes plus, or the word somewhat as a criteria, like these, these are these are things <laughs> that are going to change from person to person and therefore completely destroys your flowchart. I should like, put a flowchart. I should put a flowchart in the thief guide. Yeah, it, you should. I have a flowchart in the blue guide, but it's only like weapon progression, and it's just me what I think reason. It's, it's also very subjective. Oh yeah, the vertical one. Yeah, it's a vertical one. Though. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it makes sense, like, because here is where we have a selection of a piece of gear. People don't know when to get it. So that when is implied after, like, some other pieces when it's appropriate, but it doesn't tell you when because it's impossible to know their time. Yeah, exactly. So that's why that makes sense. And and it's it that goes back to the thing of, well, how do you know it's the best weapon to do that? But it's also, I have to take a stance at that point, and that becomes my recommendation. But it's the most useful chart I've seen in a guide because... Someone who's new sees all these weapons, don't know what the hell to do, and I can talk about them and like, oh, this is great, get this before that or that, which helps people. But that flowchart, I think, has explicitly helped more people reason when to get what weapons or what to skip. I mean, you have to take some, you know, some stances in the stand there, but at least that, in terms of, because it reminded me of flowcharts, is actually helpful in terms of, because when you get to the top, you can argue these weapons all day long, but along the way, you know, hmm. You know, and something about this particular flowchart, too, is that it completely mirrors the standard FFXI player in the state of the game right now, and that they don't understand party composition or anything, because it only has yes or no on buffs, but it doesn't have a breakdown to what buffs you have. Like, all of these things are going to change depending on what buffs you have. Like, buffs is far too generic. And debuffs buffs buffs could be just attack. Buffs could be Crystal Blessing, which also changes what other weapons you use, but in a, in a completely different way, like we had already discussed. Because outside of Crystal Blessing are those unique things like Sam's Roll. Cry from a Warrior. A lot of buffs are similar in the fact that you're trying to get attack over the mob's defense. So debuffs are more important in determining what gear you're going to weapon skill in than anything else. Because your TP gear doesn't change because you have attack. Really, it doesn't. It, it's about gaining TP to weapon skill because your weapon skill is most of your damage. So it's not like back in the day when white damage mattered, you can start making these, uh, we had determined a crit hit white damage build was the way, you know, like this is the Mandalorian or something in the fucking thief thread. But I mean, it's the buffs, you know, it's, it's crystal blessing impacts this whole chart more than any other buff in this case, really, besides, let's talk about Vajra using Mandalic stab outside of those two things that come to mind directly, like the buffs is like probably one of the most important things to specify when you're making this chart go. Yeah. It's cool that they think about it first. That at least tells me that it's like one of the first things on their mind. It's good. 
it, it doesn't do any service to the rest of your weapons because like whether buffs exist and a majority of your situations, given the probabilities on this chart, lead to torrent, actually, because it's the first decision point to which every decision after it has flips then Tarid itself is going to be far more likely after Mandau uh, to receive a situation where it gets used, and it's it's based on a blanket statement. So, I mean, there's the, there's things that are fundamentally wrong with this chart, but it's not for the reasons this guy thinks, I think. So, Fox, um, let's let's get off the chart and the whole thief thing. The thief thing is done. <laughs> We're going to get to that. But, so get back to the, the mythical information. The myth information. Uh, yeah. Get Mike Tyson's big gapping teeth up here you know here's a question fox whatever happened to lionheart that was the best weapon in the game you know whatever happened i tried to use it the other day it's the best weapon in the game everyone could tell you that room is the best in the game because lionheart's the most broken weapon in the game but whatever happened because it seemed like for all these years it was like the the greatest thing and everyone needs lionheart i made a lionheart you made a lionheart my mule is a lionheart lionheart's lionheart was the first ionic i made actually yeah i think that my first one was Sequins because I'm blue. My second one was Lionheart because Lionheart, Lionheart, Lionheart. But whatever happened, it seemed like one day Lionheart Honestly, was everything. And then this now myth no died, one talks. Though. Yeah. But see, the whole thing was it was this cemented myth and then it was just forgotten. Well, let's look at what would make that particular myth more appealing to people, right? Because it's something you want to believe. So if we look at this time frame, like we don't have a lot of the absurd gear that we have now, like in terms of like magic evasion and stuff, which is really huge. Like people kind of undersell it a little bit. Um, Rune Fencer is a job that wouldn't get debuffed as easily and also could receive punishment while still being able to do damage. So the myth that exists here is that the Lionheart was, was one of the best weapons because the Rune Fencer is going to be able to do crazy DD with it. And who doesn't want a, a job that's effectively a tank also being the damage dealer, right? Yeah, so when you fight Absolute Virtue, you'd be able to resist the stun that would stop any DPS. Uh, you know, still trucking. Yeah, and you know you resist Amnesia against Albumen if you're fighting. Because I have a... I mean, it, it was an old video, and I never went to fix it because the music got copyrighted and stricken and the whole video is not viewable. <laughs> but I did when Albumen... When people were not doing DD burns in Albumen, really, uh, I made a video about my Rune Fencer doing, using Lionheart, of course. And, um, you know, eventually pulling hate and being on the tank and stuff like that. But I was doing a burn of people like there's a blue mage there. There was me on, uh, you know, rune fencer using Lionheart and off tanking with my DPS and stuff like that. Um, but those days you would be able to resist all those things that crippled DDs because, yeah, the magic evasion. That's not true anymore, obviously, but it's like no one. It was just like overnight people just forgot about Lionheart almost after everyone gave it like this mythical status. Yeah. But then no one questioned. They didn't really know why they were using it. They didn't, you know, it was like, it wasn't a thing because everyone just, at that point in the game, um, Rune Fencer's DD equipment was the same as it is today, essentially. It was Adamar. I mean, there's things, still a lot of really stigma changed. around it, too, where like people who are, want to be DD Rune Fencers will still think that they should get Lionheart. No. And honestly, the, the FBO is really where it's at. Yeah. Because your has, weapon's control frequency is so much higher. Yeah, and it has it has the attack boost too for more situations. Because Lionheart yeah. Rune does not get the gear to back up resolution. It needs nothing but buffs, and buffs are not hundred percent taken for granted. Everyone's using bolster every fight anymore because all we have is Ryzen Jima content, which is where yeah. that excels. So the gear hasn't changed for the job, and the job doesn't natively have DPSing options to it built to it besides accuracy and magic evasion, which are not offensive. I mean, accuracy is, but it's not, it's not, sword play is not special. It's not. Yeah, the only way that you're going to see um, 
the act like the magic evasion stuff the rune has be beneficial is if you can make sacrifices and gear elsewhere because that exists and it's not as big of a difference as like say our ability to equip sackpata's gear now on like a warrior like that is a much bigger difference and pdl is also a thing now so pdl yeah other stuff baked into this armor that's absurd yeah but i remember back then too just watching people throw lionhearted stuff and doing just trash because they didn't have the uh the attack buffs buffs to carry that out it just wasn't it wasn't working well and you would better off using something else in the game at that point and that and people just would just throw lionheart runes and everything yeah and i mean it's not even just rune and the lionheart itself it's like a perfect storm of rune lionheart and the fact that they have to use resolution to do it because resolution is inherently a bad weapon skill until you mm-hmm. hyperbuff it. Resolution is terrible. <laughs> it actively fights against you and your ability to do damage because it has the uh, that penalty on it. It has uh, a less than one FTP. It's replicating, yeah. but it also has a big attack penalty. And it's just, you know, Lionheart was great because of the skill chain capability too, but you can't multi-step with it or anything like that. But it's just... Yeah, all great swords suffer there. Yeah. Lionheart's the best great sword for doing light, of course. Yeah, but it's just even go to ambuscade with it. It, it, you know, as other DDs have gotten better, Lionheart has not gotten better. But it's just I, I point out Lionheart. It wasn't in the outline, but it came to mind because people treated that like it was the greatest thing in the game, and now no one talks about it. Obviously, all the parrots flew off to another ship. Yeah, so sometimes the myths die, but occasionally you you see someone join the game who wants to be a rune, and maybe they're around that time, and they still, still believe it. that they need to get a Lionheart before they try to work on anything else, and it's just not true. Yeah. It's rare. You know, I'm I'm definitely spouting off a rare situation, but it, it occurs. I've seen it in within this last year, honestly. So even even bigger would be obviously CDC spam for blue from all eternity has been <laughs> has been until until one day it wasn't. So you know, I having the outline. Like yeah. <laughs> you choked on all this information we presented today. Yeah, for real. <clears throat> Sorry. So I have here Tizona CDC all day long, even when R15 came out, because Tizona and higher skill chain spikes, etc., etc., debated forever, then suddenly Thebron exists. And then everyone starts screaming, why even use CDC or Almace? DPS from XP spam, too strong, don't use like anything how, else. I like how it suddenly Thebron exists. Yes. Like it, it wasn't a trial of the Magian's weapon. It, no, it just it didn't exist in anyone's mind, it just suddenly exists. Then everyone right. says it, and then now it's a fact. You know, so now, now it doesn't matter what situations are, it doesn't matter how you're applying it, now it's just a fact. Despite so then, that some people try to take credit for it. Mm-hmm. So then you see some people. Some people. Who are these people? You see everyone spamming the same setups with Thief, with Centavente, or Blue with LeBron in every situation. Nothing else exists. And it's just that mythical status strats where it's Lionheart status. Except now it's not Lionheart, it's it's Newheart. You know, it's it's the I'm new guilty. the new the new one night stand. So on Blue Mage, um and this is something we also talked about pre-show, but on Blue Mage, like I ha- I don't have uh, Tizona. I use Nagling or I use Maxentius, and I offhand three Bron. Um, but you got to look at at what you bring things to, and like what I would bring Blue to is a lot different than what Spicy would bring Blue to. So it's is that because I'm a glass cannon? Well, no, it, it's because of what setups you have, man. I'm teasing you. Like, in I, I know, I know, but they don't know what that that context is. Um, I bring Blue to Odyssey. Primarily because IDD and do cruel joke in a standard DD party, and it just accents it. We've talked about this concept before. Um, I don't really do use blue for anything else. Like, there's there's no reason for me to do that. Spicy uses blue for a lot more things than, than I do. Yeah, so it's much more reasonable for me to think that 
Thibron is the best offhand in the game for Blue Mage because in all scenarios where I'm Blue Mage, I am using Thibron offhand. I think it's even easier to use an offhand TP weapon for Blue given your options. Yeah, you have true. you have for how we talk about Thief being a support DD, Blue is as well, but Blue has a lot less weapon skill options. You don't have yeah. You know, when it comes to Thief, you reasonably will be able to use a low and edge, Shark Bite, Mandalic Stab evisceration and rudra storm so you have like five options here and what is blue going to use savage blade cdc or clubs with black halo i mean you I really expiation is kind of a nice close still yeah it can be for skill chain property but yeah. it definitely doesn't have the same luster with nagling that it would with tazona no it's just making up for attack differences basically yeah yeah but it definitely doesn't have that damage bonus. You're but right. even then, blue is applied more linearly. 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 Linearly? Linearly. As linearity? Yeah, fuck me. Okay. I, I can use words, Fox. Yeah, man. Yeah, I went to elementary school. I'll have you now. Excellent. It was a public school. Uh, So, it's different already than Thief, but blue makes more use out of this, obviously. But, obviously, when you have things like Almace and work on your blue like it's your only job in the game... I mean, it's not like that weapon doesn't exist anymore, but if you ask anyone, it's kind of just like it's written off like, well, maybe if the skill chain, but otherwise, you know, but it's just even flat out just people post that it's just too strong and nothing else will be able to touch it. Just regularly for years, I've seen people post stuff about that, even since it first happened. So I actually remembered where this first happened in the thief thread and pulled it, not the thief thread, fuck me, too much thief today, in the right. blue thread and pulled it right up. And it was from 2018, but honestly... It was like December 2018, so it's in 2019. So the game has not changed. The only thing that's been added is an Odyssey since then. Nothing has changed in the game, depending, you know, it, it may seem depressing to look back and nothing has really been added to the game in those, you know, two and a half years, but nothing's really changed. Early 2018 is actually when I came back to the game. And mm -hmm. I remember coming back to the game, Blue Mages were spamming CDC. Like, I remember it was Blue Mage everything, Blue Mage and Ambuscade, Blue Mage in uh, Esha content. That I, sounds like seventeen. Blue Mages so. around me, not eighteen, right? But I actually experienced that. Like if the link shell I was in was still had grasp over this, right? And they hadn't let go of it yet. That's and the mythical. Saw, that's the that's the myth yeah. information. Like literally, I saw Blue just spamming CDC. That was literally Blue's spamming CDC for every strat. You can still do it, of course, but yeah. that that heyday was like sixteen, seventeen. Doing an eighteen, almost nineteen was really. That's not what people were doing at that point anymore. They were still taking blue, but people were using Corsair with R15 at that point, stuff like that. They, they, was not, they still are. I mean, it was not like blue had that mythical status, because it did in, in, in 2016 have that status, because people just could apply it like, you know, uh, like duct tape to a, a vent or something and pretend like they're playing, like, oh, I spam weapon skill, I wear same easy TP set, I do damage. Like, the game was at a point where blue could you know, Bard hadn't been buffed, and all these other things that combined to this factor of having Mighty Guard and stuff like that. Blue was in a position where it was just like, it was idiot-proof. It was, it was mostly yeah. idiot-proof as far as this game can be idiot-proofed, and people just threw it out because it was idiot-proofed. And it's the same thing like when they, they fixed Geo's um, uh, malaise, not uh, doing too oh, much yeah, MDB down, and then suddenly all the magic burst strats suddenly became like, oh, we can't do Albumin now, it's too hard, or like people really struggling. <laughs> and it was yeah. like, they still tried to keep doing Black Mage burns for everything after that. There was like a lagging indicator of people catching up. So that's the myth information is like these things take like 
control of the community's conscience. And it just like takes on a life of its own. And Blue is a perfect example of that. Like everyone's calling Blue OP. It's not OP. No one says Blue's OP today, and nothing has changed yeah. really in terms of Blue's applications of this game. Yeah. Oh, a cocoon. Right. <laughs> now everyone yeah, can use Frightful Roar. And I mean, even with the, this like craze of like TP bonus stuff, like the main jobs that get that get to abuse TP bonus in like all scenarios are are well, it's actually Corsairs. Because oh, Corsairs yeah. don't take a detriment to using that in their range slot. You can even still lead and salute with that TP bonus gun, and all you lose is magic accuracy. I mean, ranger to an extent. Too. And, and of course, the, the there's other things, too, like the damage bonus and like uh, from lead and salute from being a death penalty, blah, blah, blah. But, like, they can still do it, and they can still do it reasonably, and they can still, like, take out dynamic stats with it, too. Oh, yeah. See people with the TP bonus gun one-shot dynamic statues. You can get resisted more often and stuff like that, because it's, you know, a non-eye-level weapon, but it still just illustrates the point of TP bonus for certain jobs like that. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at Blue Mage, right, uh, you want to make sure that you're approaching content with a, a reasonable level of accuracy based on the, the amount of damage you can output. Like, that that ratio has to be correct in order to want to use the Thibron or consider the Thibron a bonus. Because if you can't hit the mob and your weapon skill damage isn't buffed to the point where you can justify using it, but it lo- but someone out here has said that it's the best in slot. You should be using it. It doesn't mean that you continue to do it. It means that you have to be able to evaluate it and be like, maybe I should use a different weapon combo because I clearly don't have the magical Christmas thing situation that someone else has provided for me before. So we'll break down this one last blue thing and then I'll round this out. It won't take as long as the thief one, obviously. But yeah. so before we mentioned the whole, I was saying that the decks and damage were as equally potentially more valuable, maybe less. Oh but, yeah, you know they're not just icing on the cake. Because Orin comes in and says a 10% boost CDC actually applies to all hits. That was the big part. Da, 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 da. Uh, Tizona got a larger boost because Mythics in general needed a larger boost, which is correct. Uh, everything he says here is pretty correct. Old Tizona was quite good, but it definitely sacrificed a good amount of DPS to gain a lot of utility. The new Tizona sacrifices very, very little damage for the same utility. But this is also still being kept in the mind frame of CDC spam. And this was three months after R15 had come out. And people had only been, you know, making offhand TP bonus sets for Dancer and Thief at this point. It was commonly being discussed. So, Christmas, December 25th, 2018, so almost 2019, Simon comes in to the blue thread, and, uh, you know, the shot heard round the world. Why is none mentioning using Thebron as offhand for R15 to Zona? Whenever accuracy is not an issue, this combo is far superior to anything else for blue. And then parentheses, typical Simon fashion, maybe outside of situations where you take advantage of skill chain with CDC. So, that's so there's caveats. Yeah, yeah, we're already getting back to that. A lot of them, and they're glaring. Yes, but this was the first time it had been talked about in the blue thread, and when this gets talked about in the blue thread, that it goes everywhere. Just it just because blue is still popular in this game. So I like happens, how he gives just, himself an out to the discussion too by saying maybe outside of the situation, yeah, maybe take advantage of skill chaining with CDC because that was the most popular thing up to this point. Maybe so if people disagree. Problem. Yeah, but but if people disagree, now you can bail out into saying, yeah, well, I mean, there's still skill chaining with CDC, you know, until someone provides more reasoning. It's like, if you're yeah, going to include that, that, yeah, I hate the maybe part. Maybe is the word that I take the most issue with. It's, it's intentionally put there. Um, yeah. Maybe, if that's the case, you could actually... I hope all these words are intentionally you, you put could, there. <laughs> you could actually, if you're going to say maybe outside of that, maybe you could be a little more specific right. instead of just saying that as an out. So... Um, you know, then then the skepticism starts as does. Uh, you know, Orin comes back here. The the 
caretaker overseer of the blue guide and says TP bonus offhands are wonderful, but you need a full slew of buffs, which is true, often with the respective one hour to make them viable for higher content. So in those extremely limited circumstances, the ROM would be our best offhand. However, I consider the necessities around making it so powerful would be too limiting to consider. If enough people want it mentioned in the weapon section, I could do it. But honestly, in terms of gear that's been added since this point in the game, all you have is malignance. Uh, and I mean, Nayane is a weapon skill set. That it helps because Herculean was oh, actually a bit of a crutch, yeah. But well, still, like high Hayak, and Sword TP, so yeah. But so nothing really in terms of this conversation's context is really different. Almost three years later, you know, because it's almost Christmas, fun, uh, to this day. But this this shows how like the the community's logic can take a life of its own, and and how we determine what's best. That because once it's decided, like Lionheart, that's it. It's been decided. We've decided what's optimal. So then we proceed and we get to Afania. And what does yeah. Afania say, Fox? Afania on 12-27-2018 at 17-35-27 says, I do most endgame with 1080 accuracy. Sometimes I lower it to 1020 if Soul Voice is up. The exception is wave 3, which needs 1250-ish. Using Tizona also means you don't lose as much with less multi-attack or MA for act needs and expiation scales so well. Okay. Ellipses. So, ellipses. Many ellipses. It's like an extra period after the ellipses. At one point when Divergence was the latest content, did you do most endgame with 1080 accuracy? Fuck no. So here's the thing. (laughs) Couldn't even do Apex Uh, with that accuracy. so much... There's so much missing from this reply that it's almost inviting people to try to argue with them um, to where they can be like, well, actually. And like, I don't see like where food is mentioned in this. So this is 1080 accuracy before food. It's still low. Is it before like, buffs? I, I mean, yeah, is it, obviously it, it's got to be before buffs. Still low at that point in the situation because they're saying 1020 of soul voice is up. So and and when they're saying wave three, which means 12. 50-ish. I, am I assuming that they're getting at least 1350 to 400 accuracy from their buffs? Or is it their food plus their buffs? Or is it their food plus their buffs or their debuffs from Red Mage? Like, Blue's, what, what's occurring Blue's here? TP gear is not changed really. It's still Adamar. Mm-hmm. It's still Malignus. I mean, Malignus would be the best thing, but I mean, if you're doing a glass cannon set, so Malignus didn't exist at this point, but right, it's not so like everyone was defaulting to full Malignus, which a lot of people do because it's, it's Tizona, but no one was defaulting to pure malignance yeah. at this point. So blue still had the same Adamar body for the dual wield, or the, you know, there was, and that like, it didn't, it didn't. Ten eighty like, sounds low. It is low. It's Adamar. low. It's like, low it's then. Adamar. It's low now. Are there like no accuracy traits being set? Like uh, it, it just feels really low, especially if they're using a mythic. Yes. At, at what I'm assuming to be R15, but even if not R15, like it should have act on it. It doesn't take. It wouldn't take, but throwing on like a little piece of gear here and they're like your ammo uh, a dampening tam and stuff like that to get your accuracy closer to 1200 it would not take yeah. much from a baseline of your spells and using Tizona because keep in mind now Tizona's got 30 more accuracy on it at this point in the game when this is being discussed it's the same as today like that's a low accuracy baseline in, yeah in, in my super greedy set on blue I think I said it like 1240 mm-hmm. and that's like wearing Adamar and even a dampening tam in some sets and like some new tights yeah, and stuff. Blue is like, an I'm easy still time. hitting like 1280. Blue is able to hit 1200 ish, just in normal, ordinary TP gear, because it has 
accuracy bonus three already from its dexterity do you based think, uh do you think notation. without without stating it do you think they're talking about only their offhand uh no that's a weird statement no. saying they only need 12 no in the offhand no yeah one does that. but luckily no one answered them but it's the only thing that makes sense but it's just these are the things people say and then someone sees it and they go well i guess it's fine and then, then when they can't hit anything 1280 makes sense for my offhand when I use it, um, in the sense that I use it. So then, but not my main hand for sure. Yeah. Then an hour and a half later, Orin comes back and says, "As to the discussion of Thebron, it might be more viable than I previously expected." Which is, you know, a fancy way of saying spreadsheet surprised me. Oh. Um. Yeah, that's the way I took that. Because that's yeah. not that's not might be more viable than I previously expected. It's like it's not a research project. It's not you know it means you have some thoughts. Well, here's the thing. It means that they also would have run out in the last five hours and done extensive testing, which I guess is possible, assuming they're not doing anything else. I guess that's long enough for like a Dynamis run, maybe. Assuming they have it, because I don't think they'd have it at this point. Yeah, because what we're looking at is all timestamps. So, like, we can see like the delay of the response for these. And, you know, we can make assumptions based it's on like, what they did or what changed their minds. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if they found the third round was more viable than previously expected, yay, but that doesn't tell us about what it was viable on or whatever. All we're hearing is that the dude from the Blue Guide is suddenly embracing this third round idea. After initially pulled. resisting it on, on basic, you know, yeah. face, you know, surface level examination. And and seeing that and putting two and two together, like people are going to form an opinion that, hey, well, maybe this thing is, is what I should be using, but not knowing why or when they should be using it and therefore... Here's the birth of the myth, basically. Yes, this is how the myth... This is literally the birth of the myth here. And it's not like... Obviously, there's there's plenty of validity. I don't need to state how good it is to offhand the brawn. Everyone knows that. And there's the caveats. But the way it started here in the time frame... Because think about it. This time, the best thing you have... Blue Mage now has its body and pants um, from Relic and AF. But the rest of the gear is pretty much all Herculean gear, which typically with Dark Matter, which is what people had at this point from all the campaigns we've had for years, lacks accuracy. So then Simon responds back with, accuracy on the weapon skill isn't an issue at all. Your main hand with Tizona has plenty of accuracy, and FTP from first hit of weapon skill is on average way over 10+. plus. There, Then there is second hit with main hand 2, and big chance for double and triple attack from AM3, still with main hey, hand. and yeah, I know. And what's great, too, is they posted this in 2018, and then the last thing they said about this again is that offhand hits don't matter. So they directly... I'm not going to pull up the post, but it's just... The offhand hit and possible multi-hit on offhand are not even important. So it's like, I don't understand why you'd mention that and then say it's not important. But anyway, here we go. Here's, here's the problem. Here's what we're building to here. My small test on Apex Frog slash Jaggle put my average expiation at... 40,165. My weapon skill set is good, not shared of course, but not perfect, and my neck is only rank 9, so missing 16 strength slash dex. This combo is a beast, and to be honest, TBH. I was intentionally waiting to talk about it before I got it myself, happy face. I intentionally withheld this information or, from or you guys. Other, other people yeah. able to figure it out first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know, remember when I interjected at the beginning that it was okay? Yeah, remember I was there first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was me, guys. I created that idea in my weapon skill sheet, confirmed it in the blue spreadsheet, done some testing before I got to Zona. I did the testing. And I believed in this project. And I believed in this project. Like, what is he, fucking selling a cryptocurrency? Right. As a theory crafter, I'm getting huge pleasure when in practice everything working exactly as expected from math done several months earlier, happy face. Jesus, fuck this guy. Yeah, he's specific. 
specifically trying to say they did the math a long time ago, but never released it to anyone so that he can sound like he was the original person. A real long time ago. Yeah, that's that's such a, a low way of, of trying to take credit for something that you probably had nothing. That to he do. did not come up with. So yeah. this is great because this is the way Simon says always is. And this is Simon. Not punching down. I do look down on someone, so I guess it would be punching down. In this case, I look down. But it's like, come on, dude. What are you doing? Stop it. But this, this is the role model. Like, if you're taking, like, this guy comes in and just sucks all the air out of the blue thread, and everyone looks at what Simon says, and then people take it seriously. And then it's, it's not like you can't take him seriously because he's using numbers and things and ideas that come from places of which he is built from other people. But I mean, it's not like he's off in space saying, use Mandao on Dragon for farming bees. He's not off in space doing that. He's like, he's taking something and he's, as, as I like to say, poisoning the well of discourse by like, First of all, taking control of the conversation. He's not, like, allowing dissent to come in. He's, say, he's, he's stating that as if he's, like, the right guy, and he's proven it, and, and, like, he's the authority now. This is why I don't suffer fools. Yeah, this, this, is, this is why Simon left the Discord last week or so, because when he tried to act up again with the same stuff he does, like, you basically told him, I don't give a shit about you being here. He's like, fine, I'll leave. You know, so it's just... Uh, but then comes, you know, we tested the frogs, but now... He follows up two days later. No one's posting anything. Two days later, he follows up with on almost New Year's Eve. Tried mm. TP bonus offhand in Dynamis D Juno today. Only wave one and two. Chaos slash Sam. Honor and three-time minuet. No Geo. I had chain of 57k expiation on five mobs in a row. Oh, boy. Fox, is your, are you, is your eye twitching? So all this tells me so far is that People may not realize what the gimmick of Dyna D Juno is. And the fact that it's only wave one and two, you know, says volumes as well. But uh, so the, the gimmick in Juno is that basically everything you do does like 50% more damage. Uh, one eyes is 30 and one eyes is 50. I think. Yeah. Hold on. But basically everything you're doing is more damage except NMs, right? It's like, like it's like I fought Boreal Hound and did lots of damage. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're going to. Everyone is going to. Everyone's a hero. And no one even mentions that part in all this discourse. No one mentions that they're basically doing the Boreal Hound or Q-Trip numbers. Yeah. Average is around 50k on fodder wave 1, 42k on wave 2. It probably wasn't attacked. Yeah, and Juno, blue eyes, blue eyes, which are the ones you can actually sleep that everyone pulls, that AoEs do minus 99% damage to, is plus 50% damage taken on blue eyes. And green eyes is still plus 20% damage taken. Yeah, group should in most situations be pulling blue eyes unless you're specifically aoe so i mean yep. are, are they telling me that they were really only doing 25k weapon skills with their blue and they're super strong yeah and, and 42k in wave yeah 21k in wave two because this guy's saying in wave two with the geo having chaos sam honor and three times minuet oh, i'm sorry with no geo chaos sam honor three times minuet that they weren't attack capping attack in wave two they didn't even say they had meditation or not, because then they say here, 42k in wave two, I probably wasn't attack capped with Geo on wave two. Like, you have to understand these things when you're trying to act like you have the say on this. And Wait, if you don't, it's why okay. Did you not have a, why did you not have a Geo in wave one, but you did on wave two? Uh, well, well. That's a weird one. Yeah. That, they I start didn't playing even, in wave two? I didn't, even, <laughs> I didn't even notice that part. Uh, you know, and then, and then here's what you might expect because of what we were saying here. On NMs, I assume it's wave two, wave one, all NMs. NMs, it was between 20 and 37K. So we've gone from 50K to 20K. Yeah. Because the NMs don't have that gimmick. All all weapon skills besides activating AM3 was done. Everything up to this point just sounds like a normal person talking about themselves. But like, 
the next part, the very next line is the part that I find most dubious about everything that's occurring towards their argument. All that without changing my TP set. So I had base 969, nice, accuracy on offhand <laughs> before buff slash food, parse 91.99% accuracy. We had some bad pulls, so few times I was without songs, especially on wave 2, when we partially wiped. So far, I found TP bonus offhand perfectly viable and actually OP with R15 to Zona, but I guess you can jump on Elite Horse and say Wave 1 slash 2 farm is irrelevant and doesn't matter, even though I'm sure I could still parse near cap or cap accuracy on Wave 3 with set posted above, which the set, right the set was just like um, Adamar legs and like Adamar body and like dampening tam, just normal stuff blue would have. It's nothing special to this day. It's not really changed. So I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you right now. So blue has an A plus in sword, right? Plus additional traits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's good to know. <laughs> so I've been doing this on uh, on ninja since before this is this has been going on. Like I've been doing, I've been abusing hybrids for a long time, and uh, I have I have like nothing to prove. I don't care if people believe it doesn't matter. But what I'm what I'm trying to get at here is that uh, the amount of accuracy that this guy has offhand is not good enough to parse ninety one point nine nine. And the reason I know this is because I have actually topped the parses up to and including wave three while monitoring all three stages of tier one or wave one, wave two and wave three. I have topped the parse on Ninja and I don't even show up on the accuracy parse. Well, you now, also have Dokken. I do have Dokken. That, that's that's really weird, too, because that would be additional accuracy in my favor, wouldn't it? Because the Dokken would be land. Average your numbers out higher. Yes. Weird. Weird that. So there's like something going on with all this information that is like super wrong. And I realize that I'm picking something apart from 2018. I have not lost sight of that fact. I wanted this that. This is to still the same information in terms of how it's applied to the game. And it's it doesn't matter this is 2018 because the game is not changed enough to invalidate exactly. picking this apart. This is, this is exactly what people will still do mm -hmm. given this information, though. <laughs> because this is the first part of the discussion that started this whole thing. It's not that the, it's not that the using it's correct it's not that we're like oh this is what started something that's incorrect it doesn't have to be incorrect it doesn't have to be only correct but it, it can still be correct to do this as it is no one no one's doubting offhand the brawn especially as master level accuracy better gear and stuff goes up no one doubts that it's not about that it was no. how this was established because when this is done the community takes this to a life of its own and if you don't have the proper discourse and you look at this you kind of just think it's fact and everything yeah. being stated is fact, and how you approach content based on this must be the yeah, right this way to do it. Isn't based on anything real. Yeah, and, and he specifically <laughs> says in these parentheses that he keeps adding to this shit, <laughs> even though I'm sure I could still parse near cap or cap accuracy on wave three with the set posted above, which refers to the 969 offhand. So here's the thing: he's not near cap at 91.99, by the way. Um, so he's already not there, even with the bonus from wave one. And in wave three, it's just going to plummet. Yeah, in, so, in the yeah, outline, I said at least this is more specific, but it's more of a test drive than actual testing. It is random numbers thrown into a post from two hours no one witnessed. And I said 969 accuracy, and you are sure you will still parse near the cap on wave three? It makes it hard to take someone seriously when they try to theory craft and have, and have some sound idea, then go down to try and support their claims with testing rather than testing to see if their claim is supported. Uh, only to turn around and say something obviously false and something that is known to be false, and couldn't just and can't just ignore the issues about accuracy. 
you know, to suit their claim here because uh, you need a lot more than a base of 969 accuracy to cap in wave three. That's just a stupid statement. You're going to need more like 1,500 depending on the mob you're fighting. The reason I can tell you this is wrong is because let's assume that this geo that manifested in wave two exists and that in wave three they decided to do torpor because that's reasonable for a geo, right? Yeah. So in, in wave three, they're doing torpor, right? Uh, let's say that they at least added a madrigal in there. That that's cool. Yeah, three minutes. Okay. You have to assume they changed it, but like, like this needs you, to be you stated. Can't, you can't full time. Well, yeah, I'm making a, a bunch of assumptions toward in favor of what he's trying to say. That's going to prove this wrong. <laughs> and I know for a fact that even if they brought in whatever top red mage would have been available at that particular time in 2018, I know based on the community guide for red mage that their gear sets were for distract were so bad would not have actually held his act in a way that it was meaningful because you lose about I think it was something like 60 accuracy that, that it would have provided by having a proper set that didn't exist because nobody actually thought to like balance that set out properly back then. So like I'm assuming that they have roughly 200 evasion, I'm sorry, 300 evasion down on the mob. Cool. So it puts it at about 1400 and then we have 90, I'll say 100 for, for food. So it puts him at 1069. Cool. Um, Didn't say let's food. say that Honor March exists. So what, what is that? It's like 70 accuracy. Oh, okay. So we've hit like 1130 something. Um, let's say that we have a minuet on there. Um, I'm not going to say Soul Voice because you don't get to perpetuate Soul Voice full time. You don't get that that wholesale on a, on a two hour run. Sorry. Um, so let's say it adds like what another 120 assuming they're like plus three or something so you're still not even meeting where the accuracy was brought down to knowing that you would still need to exceed it what what that evasion is on these mobs and and i'm making assumptions about the lower end mobs you would need to exceed it to actually cap accuracy to begin with so under ideal situations he is not parsing 91.99 percent accuracy in wave three nor anywhere close to it with the sets posted above but I assume that people who do who use spreadsheets and aren't just trying to like self-glorify based on information they're pulling out of their ass would at least, you know, be able to run stuff through their spreadsheet and see that that's not the case. But I mean, clearly that's too much to ask for here. And I said that and I'm doing all this without a spreadsheet. I said that Simon is fortunate that something works in this case because it was already understood and he was recycling an idea for another job to apply to blue so he could act like he was Marco Polo. But I also had the Verona this time because all I played was blue. But I had it at this exact time frame. Wave 3, struggle. On Wave 3, boss, great, because it's fucking debuffed and with soul voice and everything in the fucking moon. But I would already more evasion than the rest of them. I know that offhand the Brana is a problem in Wave 3. Like, yeah. you have to wear a lot of accuracy gear to do it. And at that point, it starts becoming, you know, is this worth it? It's, it's easier nowadays, too, because Red Mage has got more potent, stuff like that. But, I mean... But people who can't or don't check these numbers that is being said, looks at a post like this and goes, you know what, I can do that. And then they apply it to everything because it works in, in wave one and two and probably wave three that it could work on everything, right? Because they're just going to blanket apply a, a, a situation to all scenarios. So, and this is precisely what I hate about everyone who does spreadsheet crap because this specifically is the problem with the game right now. Correct. And then it's gospel. So here's the thing too yeah. that since I know, since blue is my thing, and I even more than thief, at this point I might even be more of an expert on fucking thief with this bullshit. But 
I don't have the, the play experience to back up. all. I was blue doing this exact same thing at the time frame which he was talking about, and I know it's not enough because I've done it. You you know you can't just assume you have Idris Geo with JA constantly or fucking Torpor on these mobs. You need extra accuracy for in Wave 3. It's a struggle. Like, you need all that extra gear. Like, the gear set posted above, which was just, like, adding extra accuracy, it's like, no, you need a lot of extra accuracy that's not even, like, that comfortable to start throwing on blue. Like, if you're throwing on Carmine legs with dual wield and, like, like another piece of Carmine head or something for, like, tons of accuracy bonus to make it work, because, like, at a certain point when you have a poor TP gain offhand, you just, why? Why are you doing that? Right hands just destroy you. And you can use it on weak mobs, too. Like, if it's a summoner mob, you're not going to struggle the same as if it's other mobs. But it also depends entirely on your group. I can't just assume there's a Geo with Idris following everyone around. So he's trying to have his cake in it, too. Instead of just stating something that's very easy to state, and you can, then you can then take all the credit you want. Just state. Wave 3 would be a challenge, but especially for Wave 1 it excels. The crux of the weapon is your accuracy can make or break this weapon in the offhand. Instead of just admitting that, he's trying to say, oh, I'd be capped anyway, I bet. You know, like, no, no, you can't take the weakness of the whole thing and write it off because, you know, immediately the follow-up post to what he said there, his testing, uh, is Taint going, well, damn, time to start farming, thanks. It's like, no, yeah. no, you're it doing it. Yep. If, if Simon was really wrong in this case, if it was like an idea he actually had instead of recycling, then I'll, I'll get to more of how we, you know, it's not just speculation. It's, it's how it is. It's true. Uh, then he would actually be sitting people down the wrong path at this point. And it's like people, you know, like when you look at this information, he's saying a lot of things. And if you don't know anything, it looks like he could know what he's talking about. But he's like a used car salesman. You know, he's just like, it's just really trying to, to get one over on you. And it's just, it's not coming in good faith. He's coming in, in like attempt to self-validate. And it's not good for everyone's process. Yeah. And that's the whole point of this whole thing. Because once again, it's a lot of fun to pick this apart, but because we never sat here and picked this apart. It used a lot of deception where there's like things that have happened intermixed with things that are not true to make the things that are not true look like they're they're viable. Fusion. Like just the fact that I know a new person looking at this is going to completely overlook and never research the fact that he says Dynamis D. Juno. They they will never even, that will never even click with them. They will immediately go down and see wave one and two, they'll see 57k expiations and they'll see five mobs in a row and they'll think, hey, consistency, high weapon skills, and I can do this because I know what Chaos Sam and, and three minuets are. Like, it, it, people people will not see why this is occurring. Those like, three minuets be a big problem later on. Well, yeah, three minuets are terrible. Even in wave two <laughs> with the, the brawn, if you have three minuets and no Madrigals, you're going to have some problems. Honestly, in Juno, I would probably have a Thunder Carol. Yeah. But maybe that's just... Well, that doesn't add to DPS unless you think about how it enables you to keep doing DPS. But I can pick the buffs too. The the, the point is is that a new person looking at this is going to see it in a different lens than like I would scrutinizing every fucking thing that's wrong with it. Um, New person looking at this would be like, you know what? I'm a blue mage and I want people to want me in their parties. I want to do 57k expiations. So I know that if I spend enough time making a Thibron and I apply it to all situations with, you know, whatever weapon is in lieu of Tizona until I can, you know, master card one out, then... I can also be the guy because I match what's going on in the post and I can I can then therefore reasonably tell someone when they're denying me from party, but I match what's going on in this situation. And it's all about trying to prove that they're relevant off the back of information that's wrong yet somehow accepted by the next guy down. And it's it's not good. That's what, exactly what's wrong with every DD in the game today. I'm pulling. I, I don't even feel a little bit bad about the every DD statement. Like I know that there are DDs that know what they're doing, but I mean, if you look at it, 
and you join like any given pug, this is what you see. And this is what the, the myth has caused. So yeah, it's, it's just a lot of work for me. And that's why I get heated about it because I have to then undo all of this and try to help people be better at this game because they've taken all this shit at face value and it's super wrong and not contextually applied to anything. So yeah, I don't know. Rant over, I guess. So, well, no, it's, it's the whole point of doing this. Cause yeah, I mean, it's fun to pick things apart. We haven't like picked things apart to this degree because this is like, if you just saw this in the forum and someone said it, cause people come and tells and stuff. Um, and asked me, because I got asked the other day, remember this? I posted in the yells of a syrup section. Um, I got your little ranty heady at this guy, and it's not like I cared. I was just, I was punching down. Because it was, I had yelled and people were, you know, as I said, were picking on me and yelled just for the fact that I showed up like, oh, spicy, no one likes him, he's toxic, da da da. You know, it's, <laughs> it's great. But um, it was, was it Chortles? Nope, it wasn't Chortles. Uh, hold on, it's right... Oh, at Trash Channel, that's why. It was essentially, are you going to update the Thief Guide now because of the changes that happen? It's like, well, what changes are you talking about? Oh, the, the whole master level thing? Yeah. Yeah, I ranted in there, too. That's why I can't find bit. it. got buried by stuff. Yeah, we all started, kept talking about things. But yeah, basically, what I had pointed out, to, to like paraphrase myself... Is that um, here it is the the skill and accuracy that you gain through decks and well what the accuracy you gain from like decks and skill is more likely to change your food than the sets. Is the, yeah, the so it was the Jesta, which is uh, and I know every tell that starts off this way from a bro gamer is always going to be bad. It started off, hey bro, you plan on updating thief sets, etc. on BG Wiki, and I said I'm not exactly sure what that means. What exactly am I updating? And they don't respond to me, so I said. Mm-hmm. With a question mark, and they said, "Don't matter. Sorry to bother you." And I said, "Because at this point, it's like, no, don't you, don't you fucking pop up and be stupid and warm out of this." That's so, funny. So yeah, sorry, don't mean to bother you. Like I'm supposed to be defensive at this point. Like, oh, you're not bothering. No, you are bothering. Hey, he's me. a victim now. Okay? He's, he's the, the victim. Guy. Yeah. Uh, I hate that shit. And I said, I, yeah, that's why. I, that's why I unloaded them. I go, I was just asking you to explain what you were asking. Which sets are up to date? And then he goes, because I'm being nice. See, he goes. You did a gear and job sets on BG Wiki, and I was wondering if you plan on adding anything new because of the new update with subjob, etc. And I said, I know the guide you're referencing. I was just asking, what is an up-to-date? <laughs> what do the subjobs change? I don't get a response. I go, well, dot, 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 ellipses, question mark. I go, what do the subjobs change in the sets? I still don't get anything. It's been like two minutes now. So I go, which sets, which subjobs, what context? And I don't get anything for three more minutes. So then I go, you know, the only bothers that you asked that you, that you wouldn't know either way, regardless of what I put there. And that was the whole exchange because I blacklisted the guy. I'm not going to get my fucking that's, question. That's super funny and super relevant too. Yeah. You you could go through and just completely destroy that guide with yeah. shit as long as you slap some Gletties in there. And like most people wouldn't even realize yeah. for yeah a pretty long period of time. And even if they did realize, they would immediately go to the forums and argue about it for like another three days, probably until they sorted out the fact that you were trolling them. And they would still sit on Aeneas. Is Aeneas? Right. What, what, is it Gladys? Yeah, because they wouldn't know the difference. They wouldn't even know where to begin with why that matters. And that was the right question to ask them. Mm-hmm. Too. And I wasn't like, really well, rude well, about it. Why is this outdated? Yeah, exactly. You weren't. Uh, and why is this set outdated? It's a normal question for a normal conversation, especially if someone wants you to go out of your way to update something, right? So, yeah, tell me what it is. We can so, talk about it. And, yeah. Simon was great in the fact that he picked before he messed up his sheets and put like uh, Carbonara giving like 270 strength or something to Mandau. So Mandau became the best dagger in the game with Mercy Stroke. That would happen. 
Yeah, that was his. That was his first foray into making spreadsheet errors that what everyone talks about because it's stupid. It's, it's it shouldn't happen. That's not a mistake that should happen because you don't mess with the food in the sheet and you don't have to change that. You would think that that would also like move the needle quite a bit on other gear too, but maybe that's mm-hmm. just it does because I used the, that sheet. He, he it was like the first time everyone always bothered him because you upload the sheet because they always talked about this mythical I have a sheet thing. Like he's MLK instead of a dream, he's got a sheet, and I'm sure someone's not going to like that. Um, but you know, and he finally shares it and then everyone has ripped him apart because it was so wrong. But after that, when he fixed it, when Gladius came out, he first posted for like thief in the thief thread that when you're cap tacked, you should be using five out of five, uh, Gladys gear. And that just, my guide wasn't updated and that if it was, it would have the Gladys and whatever. And I updated it and it's like, no, you don't use five out of five Gladys ever for anything on thief. You just don't, it doesn't No, the PDL is not going even in the perfect situation, it's not better. And it's just, that's the kind of stuff that we're talking about and gets perpetuated. But going back to the blue to finish it off. Because, Fox, if you saw that and someone posted the new best in slot set is basically throw the existing set, just throw five to five gladdies over that, what would you think? Um, I would try to test it first. <laughs> but I would be, I would automatically be skeptical because in this game, five, to five, five out of five sets are usually not the best. Usually. Yeah, that's just a, a general rule that I have looking at Final Fantasy XI is that if you were wearing a 5 out of 5 set, that set had better do things that are undescribable to your DPS in order to make that work. Because almost always do you need to intermix things to like optimize specific weapon skills because nothing is ever going to come up exactly perfect. Now think about it in terms of Rouge Storm. You have a high FTP front-loaded weapon skill that's based on weapon skill damage. Do you really think that adding PDL to that and sacrificing your stats your weapon skill damage, anything else, do you really think that that's really going to like outperform? Even if you know nothing, think about Rudra Storm um, and how it's being applied, and then go, hmm. Based on how heavily Rudra Storm's affected, uh, its dex affects its base damage, um, I could see a world where adding PDL will increase your damage. However, it's going to be by a very small amount, if that is the case. And really all you would be giving up, hopefully, is weapon skill damage in slots where you don't have where you have like diminishing return past like 40 something percent uh, weapon skill damage like those are the only situations where i would at least form a basis to test if my damage got better but honestly that extra dex is probably just still going to be fine especially if you're still stacking it with sneak attack and stuff so i mean under what situations are we applying this ruder storm because like the the dex bonus and job gifts i would probably want the dex on there for sure correct and the reason yeah. that Lestradio... I'm not a thief. Yeah, the reason Lestradio is so good for Thief is because decks and the leg options, especially with Gladys, I mean, legs don't get decks. And Lestradio stacking with Sneak Attack, which is a real situation where you could finally sit there and go, your accuracy doesn't really matter as long as you're landing yeah. it. Because not only is it a dex weapon skill, as opposed to strength stacking, but it's got a guaranteed hit as long as that Sneak Attack lands, and that's all you need. So in this case, Lestradio... And the feed as well with all the extra dex path D is so high and also adding weapon skill damage on top of it that just still to this day, no matter your situation, that has not been on top of also dex applying to sneak attack. It just has not changed that because it's just such a ridiculous dex on legs bonus that's not been touched to this day that no amount of your Gladys gear giving up all those stats is going to change that fact. And if you don't know that because no one would just instantly know that... Um, I mean, it's easy to actually test that because the number should be reasonably different. A good rule to apply to it is look at your decks before or after the gear optimization that you're trying to make. If removing that decks 
and whatever that percentage difference it is, because it's basically going to end up being like a, a fraction, like you lose X percent decks or whatever. Um, it's basically you're losing X percent weapon skill damage, which is the same as applying a, a, a fractal multiplication to the end of the formula as well. It's the exact same thing. It'll distribute the same. And um, if that is less than the buff that you're getting elsewhere, and it's, it's strictly the only comparison, then it's going to be lower because you're having a smaller number at this point. It won't always be true based on what other bars are moving, but it's a good way to indicate whether or not you should seriously look at that change. And that actually happens a lot, specifically with uh, with deck-based jobs. It's happened to me a lot when I was looking at Dancer, um, when I was trying to put more Naomi into sets, and then I saw how much dex was flying off, and it gave me a red flag to kind of track that, uh, that dex loss to buff difference uh, as a ratio. So didn't need a spreadsheet for that. Just to just to pull up the difference here, uh, Lestradio mm-hmm. Subligar is thirty five decks, thirty eight attack plus one, and then I'm assuming the right augments too, right? Yes, and then Path yeah. B adds a, another eight decks and then twenty accuracy. So you're talking in a leg slot. Yeah, you're talking not only the attack being nice, but you're talking uh, forty three dexterity in a leg slot. Just pulling up Gladys alone without even touching the feet, which also have higher decks, and then adds that weapon skill damage. Uh, Gladys, uh, what is it? What, the legs are something weird, like uh, honestly, in my opinion, uh, when when breaches. I if I were to approach gearing for like that kind of dex weapon skill, the buff that Lestradio Subligar gives to dex specifically in that slot is higher than a gain you'd get from any other slot or potentially any other three slots in, in a lot of situations because all those other slots already have dex on them. To have a dex mod that high on that slot means that it will almost permanently be in all of the sets. Mm-hmm. And Gladys Breaches have zero dexterity and PDL yep. plus 8%. I mean, mm-hmm. just, you don't have, like, that's an alarming amount of dex in a slot that doesn't get dex. Just alarming. It's, it's this, yeah. unnatural, to this day, it's an unnatural bonus on old gear that's managing to hang around. So, like, just the fact that you post that, and, like, no one no one can question that because you just post a set. No one can be like, actually, you know, the, like, no one calls <laughs> it out. That's the problem. And then... Like, I guarantee you someone used that set after it was posted. I guarantee you. Probably. I wonder if they gave it any thought, though, compared to previous stuff, or if they just plugged it and, and called it a day, though. That, that's always on the back of my mind when I see people, like, suggest sets, but you don't know what they're optimized to. And, yeah, I don't know. Also, um, the Lestradio Leggings plus one with the D-Path augment, uh, as long as your attack is not a problem because the set will change a bit with Rudra's especially. That is 48 dexterity, and the Gledi's boots are 29 dexterity and 5 PDL. And what you also have to look at is that with the weapon skill damage, the 4% that you're going to get for wearing both those pieces combined, even if it's a diminishing return past like 40-something percent weapon skill damage, it's still a buff. It is still a buff to your weapon skill damage that you're getting for free for having better, you know, weapon skill mods in those slots as well yeah it's, it's so like 4%, if you're going to evaluate gear you want to look at it it's four percent weapon skill damage because you're not wearing any other lustradio and you're gaining an insane amount of dexterity and especially since sneak attack prevents presents an opportunity for so much extra damage and it's dex modded uh for yeah, damage base. especially with those feet too like you actually stand the real chance of actually improving your weapon ranks with the strength on those pieces too oh yeah because the strength it's not guaranteed on. but i mean it, it could be there like it's it's yet another benefit that may weigh in well, actually you don't know until you apply it to the subligar itself has no strength versus the 49 strength uh but the feet themselves oh, yeah, have 49 I, sorry strength. i meant feet yeah the feet have a ton yeah so. the, the feet have 
uh, 11 like more legs amounts. Yeah. yeah, they have 11 more strength than Gladys boots. So you're only losing uh, 38 strength at that point for gaining all that dex and weapon skill damage. And the PDL is not enough to move the needle in that case. It's just not happening. But just it was posted as if like PDL was like this broken damage increase that like eclipses weapons going damage all this and it's the same guy again. But like when he's it's posting in a, every thread, you know, it's because he has a base mathematical understanding of how multipliers work. So like in a vacuum, if someone were just look at a formula and you're just to tack, you know, like an extra thirty percent on the end, right? It's an extra one point three times on on the end of everything that you're doing. It's gonna look like it's higher because you don't have the eye yet for what you're sacrificing in its place so yeah for, for someone who just goes oh yeah this is out knee jerk go ahead and throw on all pdl gear because pdl wins forever because that's been in the discussion since the next came out because the jse next actually perpetuated the pdl thing being more important than it was mm-hmm. um, because that exists you're automatically going to slap the five of five set on and call it a day and think that that's better because of where it's it's it supposedly multiplies without actually taking into account what other things no longer are as high. So when you go to balance the equation, the equation is actually much lighter on the other end, even though you've put a heavier side on, and you're actually still not you're you're still not there. I don't even think you're still in a positive return yet. So, but it's an easy assumption to make when you're just knee jerking it. So I mean, to finish off the blue thing again, because you know it's just okay. an ex- like it's isn't about picking on Simon. It's just he's the poster boy for how the community will take... Yeah, for the problem. He's the poster boy for the problem. The problem Mm -hmm. poster boy. And it's not about picking on him. It's just, first of all, he keeps putting himself out there in a way where he wants to look better. And he's clearly trying to take credit for things that are not his to take credit for. Like, you might as well just give Montenten all the fucking credit at this point. Um, But it's just people take this and then it's just they run with it. So yeah. Yadam Yada Yadame Yadame whatever fucking at the end of the to finish this off here Yadame comes in and says this is very interesting indeed I'm late to the conversation we're back on blue I'm late to the conversation but I think it wasn't spoken about because CDC was the truth for so long that it was simply ellipses forgotten this is super cool though definitely want to abuse it now I wonder if the viability holds true for Rudras as well ellipses hmm just thinking randomly sorry thanks for sharing though. This will give me a whole new thought to work on blue. Like the TP bonus, that was probably a concept that was probably being applied elsewhere is like suddenly a thing now. Yeah, it's suddenly, yeah, yeah this is, you know. You know, what I like in all of these posts, because that's another garbage throwaway post, by the way, um, I actually like what Buki's saying here um, on the post on January 2nd of 2019, uh, where he's waiting for someone to post practical gear sets for and content where Maggie and offhand TP bonus plus 1000 and the OA2, <laughs> OAT 2 to 4 sword is feasible. Uh, like, that is actually, I, I actually, uh, not ironically, like, I actually do like this post. Yeah. Because I like the idea of the OA2, OAT 2 to 4 sword. Um, I like it when it comes to things like spamming CDC, even, um, or, you know, something to that effect. I know that OAT doesn't affect the actual CBC outcome, but at least getting your TP there matters if you have the accuracy to pull it off. It's for the same reason that Rangers try to, to offhand Kraken Club for everything, even when it's inappropriate. But applying it properly is still a really good gain to your to your, uh, to your TP gain. And honestly, this is a good question to ask if you can't brainstorm it yourself and yes. try to figure it out. Like, I, I, honestly, I actually yeah. really like what, what he's asking. This is why this I included it. This is why yeah. I included it. 
because right before that, you get a post from Taint following this up with uh, R15 to zone as a monster. The new TP bonus info makes it even better. I don't know what TP bonus info is, but makes it even better. And worst case, you can still sub all mace for accuracy slash skill chain needs. Oh, it's the it's the info that this TP bonus sword existed. Yes, yes. Because while, while he was out botting his character up on his cards, which would have been what happened at Esha number six at this time in the year, because I remember seeing his character out there. I've got a great memory, guys. Um, <laughs> Taint the while botting his While botting his character up, um, the, he would have probably been researching all this stuff too, I can assume. Yeah, but it's like, why are yeah, you subbing? Why would you sub? I, I understand he's saying sub all mace for, I guess, CDC skill chain spam, which could have been stated a little better, but sub all mace for accuracy. Why are you subbing all mace for accuracy for your Tizona at this point? I mean, unless you're just going back to CDC spam, you know, using a Kalata with weapon skill damage and strength at this point, if you're spamming expiation, which didn't differentiate what you're doing here, would have been more optimal. So I don't understand. I'm pretty sure you could get. Um at least double attack on that sword as well as yes. like 40 accuracy. Yeah, and strength accuracy. That 40 accuracy yeah. is probably more accurate than 50 dex on an all mace. Yeah, because you can also probably, you, can add, I, I, you can add dex and accuracy to it with double attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can also get get dex as a base on the Kalata too. Mm-hmm. Yes. So why would you even sub all mace at this point? You're, you're yeah, right. I mean, that, I guess it has a lower delay. It, subbing all mace, also on, with your subbing all mace on Tizona has always been for CDC spam because the 50 dex for crit rate and modifier has been yeah, the best that part makes sense. Yeah, but just like it's like it's like so a new idea is out, and someone who doesn't know anything who's now parroting the whole crowd here without contributing anything comes back and reinforces it by taking the old idea and mashing it in with the new idea and saying, well, if you don't do this, worst case, use the old idea. Yeah. It's like. The, the the myth information yep and then it just spreads from there and it still exists as a thing like you see everyone off having tp bonus like it's it's next logical conclusion was that every job that can abuse some sort of uh high ftp single hit weapon skill or whatever is going to offhand these things so now you see every job trying it because so that's what we deal with today if you take a look i have all-star who's always famously skirmished with simon here i had talked with all-star at this time frame Later on, even this is like 2021 March this year. We're talking about this exact sort of thing. Uh, it's you know it's it's been a thing that's existed. It's why I remembered it because it came up with with him. And All Star said uh, of this you know this whole conversation we're referring to here because they remembered it and we talked about it because it just came up when I was updating the blue guy and I talked to him about stuff because he's cool to talk to. Um, and he says you'd think that Simon would take the opportunity of new gear and to be the quote first to suggest all may cdc to cdc just like he's the first to suggest magic evasion or kick tack gear on monk these are all in quotes or quote i've always suggested this wait this dude tried to take credit for take kick that gear on monk yeah and he was the first person to suggest matt you know like this is the way simon operates and he acts like it's always this way but I also know that they're taking this idea because not only did I talk with All-Star about them taking this, but I, out of curiosity, thought of places that Centavente was being discussed with. So I could pull up, I could waste time looking for threads in Auction House, which I'm not going to do. But I went right over to the Community Dancer Guide on BG, and they had put Centavente in there uh, three months before Simon even did this and talked about it. Which shows if the community guide, which was Katarina, which a lot of things that's that's the that's the Rangamont Dragoon person, but not, oh, not to go on that road. But if Katarina yeah. is putting Centavente as potentially the best TP weapon, da da da, and with more context than Simon's doing, uh, in the dancer guide three months before this, do you really think that it wasn't being discussed 
for three months before Simon made this post. I mean, come on with the, with the, with the credit taking. Yeah. And honestly, I, it wouldn't even it wouldn't even be something that would blip on my radar at all because I don't care about this crap. But um, it wouldn't be any kind of blip if this dude didn't come into our Discord and specifically specifically accuse me of, of wanting to be this, this sort of person. Like, when, when he's, like, going on about trying to, to talk about how, like, I, I can't take any kind of critique or anything like that, it's it's actually not true. I just, I, I'm just completely refuting the, the harebrained things that he even is talking about. Like, harebrained? Yeah, I, I don't have a better way of really... I think knucklehead's a good one for this. I don't really have a good way of... I know other boomer terms, whatever, but <laughs> it, the thing is, is this, this dude comes in and implies that I'm everything that he is, basically, while trying to put a negative spin on it, and when that's actually not the case. So when you take it to a personal level like that, then I'll just bring nuclear arms. That's all there is to it. Like, there, there's no reason for it. Like, I, I want people to be better at this game. I don't want to tell them what's on a spreadsheet and hope that they can understand the context afterward. Like, I want to show people how this game works and how they can think on their own instead of coming to who wants to be some dude who wants to be math Jesus and, uh, you know, worship everything he says about sets because I, everything that I've ever seen shows that it's just some sort of weird closet case where nobody understands exactly where it's being applied. And it ultimately ends up being wrong in the application by a lot of people. So, yeah, it does far more harm than good, which is what I said when he left the Discord. Yeah, and, I mean, that's why this is... These things are being discussed not because I was looking for Simon to be this. I just remember you just this happened happening, and I went back, and I'm like, oh, shit, it was Simon. Yeah. And, it, like, I wasn't looking for him. He just keeps injecting himself in the very issue that's being discussed. And it's just like, okay. It's like if you keep... If, it's, if it looks like a duck... If it sounds like a duck, if it quacks right. like a duck, then it's fucking Simon Says. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, I can only beat this dead horse so much. But yeah. the last thing that comes up of, you know, I also put here too that I wanted to, I wanted just to be stupid for a second. Uh, when he said he's a theory crafter, I said this is not some bold theory crafting from a theory crafter, but it's just ridiculous. Yeah. That's the last Mike Tyson for the night. A teary, a teary crafter. Yeah, so, I mean, in the post, he's trying to talk himself up, like, indirectly. Yes, now that I've shaped the it's way of the community. Disgusting. It's more like he's handed you a fish of which he got from the fish market and said, here, I fished this up for you. Now you may eat, instead of teaching anyone how to fish. You see, I think the exact reason why I don't really put myself out there is for the exact reason that you receive tells all the time about random shit. Mm -hmm. So I don't want people telling me to update any guides. Yeah. And I don't want yeah. to be thanked, honestly, because, you know, yeah. I don't do it for the thank yous. So exactly. the last thing of, of mythical misinformation uh, status here is how people regard Japanese information players in this game. Oh, how it's like golden? Yes, yes, yes. They're, they're on a, Japanese players on a pedestal. So this is the perfect way to end on a higher note here, because okay. this happened this week as well. And shout out to Proth the Scar, two episodes in a row. Proth's making a return. So also shout out to Proth because... This nonsense that they'll take two seconds to cover uh, made him go back and test some other things on Blue and put out some information. And I got to update a little bit of the Blue stuff on the wiki. Uh, Paralyzing Triad, which didn't have a value before, is somewhere without... He hasn't validated it down to the right exact value, but it's at least 20%, which would be the same as Mind Blast. Maybe 25. Um, he, you know, he's going to get me the exact, whether it's 20 to 25. It could be 22 and a half. Who knows? But it's in that, it's that Mind Blast range, even though I don't recall it proccing as much. Maybe there's more to test there because Mind Blast always proc more, but Mind Blast always had more. 
that shouldn't be too tough to test Magical, unless there's yeah. like variable potency to it because yeah. it's just a matter of parsing a log mm-hmm. and seeing but he, he said he was going to get more data later rocks. and that was yesterday and he hasn't updated me but it was gotcha. nice to see you know i need to change my paralyzing triad set to see because that's a good paralyze rate for a job that's just a dd with support that's not something to, that could be useful yeah, not everyone always has to go to a red meter paralyze, and it should be applied far more often than it is. Yeah, so especially if it's a way to cover, you already had that set for the skill chain bonus it provides. So it's good to actually think about it more because when you have these values from someone who actually helps the community, like Pro with the Scar, who actually made the blue guide first, which was great. The guy's, you know, Pro's cool. So I mean, I, I also couldn't beat cancer like he's trying to. So props to him for having that. I just would have said, ah, see you guys. So you know, when you're as cool as Prof. Um, it's nice that when you get that information to help people, it's in your conscience to think about it. Cause like, like with the, with the TP bonus offhand, it's always been a thing. Like when Buki goes, I'm all for bringing back the nostalgia. If someone can really back it up besides basically what Simon's saying, um, it's, it's been a thing. It just, when people have to be reminded of something existing, they can then add value to their gameplay and stuff because of that. So, um, like when I was soloing Fenrir on D back when it was mattered before Afterglows, um, it was I was using Mind Blast. If I could have practically used um, uh, Triad, yeah, instead. Triad instead, then it actually would have changed my sets and my my approach there. And yeah, it saves you slots because yeah. you'd be using that anyway. And that was a big deal when you didn't even have Afterglow in the game. Yet your spells were even more important, which is also with the same exact time frame. Blue was span everything with your you know your your one point. I think it was just a hundred point gift at that point and shit. So. You also got to look at like duration as well once it lands as well as like because it's a physical with an added effect like how often that is actually going to take place too. Like there's other things outside of the actual like potency itself that matter but yeah I don't know. So like I would look at a lot of other things. A needle and thread as I've said many times as a an interlude in a, a preface. So um I didn't ask Prof, but I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. So he sends me a message yesterday in the afternoon, and he goes, these dudes on AH sucking JP Wiki's dick for listing blue spell shit that I, <laughs> that I have had. So good. As if I haven't had a complete index of all that information in my guide for like 12 years. And he puts the angry Pepe face. And he goes, also the dude saying Cold Wave is based on skill. If I've had that written in there since the day I made the guide, it's based on level. It's been minus 40-something int for 15 years. Or minus, and he goes, Craig says it's really agility. And it's like, you know who was actually posting this now that we've had this whole big thing that started this? It was Buki. Oh, boy. Oh, man, and talk about how roundabout this comes back to this Buki. So it was in the random FFXI-related questions starting an auction house, because we're not picking on Reddit this week, as we could. There's stuff that isn't even worth talking about this week. But, you know, auction house gets all the attention this week. So Buki goes... Uh, it talks about like, sound blast lowers in awful lie maelstrom da da da. Uh, uh, I think only cold wave is a percentage, or the value of attribute down is not listed. Would have to check the wiki. Edit. I actually just remember that the frost slip slash AGI down from cold wave is based on blue magic skill, so it's not really a percentage decrease of AGI per se, per se. Uh, I don't know fucking per se. That's just like when it's you, it's always wrong per se. I don't know of any blue spells that are actually a flat percentage to attribute. People, someone came in and they asked if there's anything like, uh, like metallic body and, and uh, diamond high that's capped. And there's like a list of these things or whatever. And first of oh. all, like that actual information, McCoy has been listed on BG for years. So I don't know why you didn't just check the wiki. Like, why would you post something that's incorrect? 
But he does. And if so, you have to check the wiki and then say edit after it's still not checking the wiki. Actually, I remember it's something that's wrong. And then, you know, Prof just comes in here into the thread, actually. Um, also, I just saw this part, but Cold Wave has nothing to do with skill. The AGI reduction is based on level. Minus 49 at 99, level divided by 2. And the DOT is AGI down minus 3 divided by 2. So 23 at 99, or actually 24. I mean, it's just... But it's just like everyone starts going, let's see, Buki says, JP Wiki confirms as much as we know, about as much as we know, which is incorrect, metallic body, HP absorb spell, magic barrier, occultation shadows, diamond hide, and magic accuracy for enfeebling blue magic, also cold wave lol. They provide the formula for it too, spoiler alert, post the spoiler. And then it's just the fact that people were just like, wow, JP Wiki has an information. Like, I didn't know there was an actual page for it. It's like, it's like, oh God, it's, this is like known information and it's just like that's actually precisely why i took the information i found on loot's blogspot for example or, or blog door or whatever that was live door or whatever they use um for ongo and i applied it to ninja while breaking down the math so it could be scrutinized by other people and it was like i actually worked on it with um somebody where i saw where i was like misappropriating terms and stuff like that and then um you know we came out to what the damage equations actually would be at the end of the day but there's no reason to try that if we just take those numbers at face value so it was like a secondary effect to me showing what ninja could do is also by like validating their numbers and came up with my real world application of what i was bursting on ninja and i know so like you you can't just assume that stuff is correct it helps if like you use it as a starting point and then validate it later but like the whole JP Wiki confirmed thing is not really <laughs> JP Wiki confirmed uh, incorrect information. Uh, yeah, it's not like it's not like SE released to them directly how all of their variables in the game work. Like that's not how it works. You know, this is the first time I can think of JP Wiki being worse than Clopedia. Yeah. yeah. I mean and I don't spend enough time seeing like how wrong some things are on it that honestly I don't find a lot of information wrong on our, our wiki either um like usually when i look it up like if, if everyone always seems to have this stigma and this is another myth that like the wiki oh. is RPG oh wiki no is yeah like whenever i look at it i'm like no that's exactly right and it's funny my, my buddy who just came back to the game was uh pointing out some things where like he thought the wiki was wrong on like some quest lines and stuff and i was like oh well, yeah let me go take a look at that it's actually updated and all wiki's wrong it's be, it's because he was using it wrong and he's he's not a he's not a stupid guy. Like he's actually a really smart guy, but like he he just didn't know how he was supposed to go about using it. And there was like a link that he didn't click and follow to like find out more information. It, it was it was regarding like when you first start the um, the Ottergon quest line, and it tells you to go to a staging point, but it doesn't tell you to like. He's like he he told me it doesn't tell me to bring a coin along in case I want to use Azadol or whatever. But I was like, well, actually, if you click on this, it does tell you to do that. And it's because he didn't click on it and he just made assumptions about it, which is what everyone does when they use the fucking wiki. And then then they have to deal with the whole, oh, the wiki's wrong, and it's actually not. It's, oh. it's, it's correct, you just haven't used it right. So I've got Funk on the horn here, because... Oh. So, Funk, we're at the very tail end of this episode of recording here on mythical information. So myth information, if yeah. you're Mike Tyson. Where things are said and they become canon because everyone thinks something's true and they just perpetuate the myth and it becomes, instead of misinformation, myth information. And this one, it was talking about, in this case, JP Wiki was wrong, but since it came from the Japanese Wiki and they're Japanese, everything's right. And it got into, I said, wow, this is the first time the Clopedia is actually worse than BG or worse than, you know, they're the Wiki in this case, than JP Wiki. And then it turned into this conversation about how everyone says use the old wiki for the old stuff. And I go, hold on, 
Let me get uh, Funk Works in here. So high five. <laughs> I like the Myth Him for Mathan uh, name. See, I right. thought Mike Tyson was done for the night, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, I I just have a big rant about that about how people say, oh, don't even look at BG, don't even bother, just use old wiki for it. You get all the thing you need. But in this case, or some cases, it's not right. Now's your time to shine, Funk. You get to close out the episode. Don't say that it's wrong without checking is my base advice to everybody, even new players, old players, everybody. There was a yeah. time there was a time that, yeah, sure, there was lots of stuff missing, but we've had lots of contributions in the last, what, six, seven years since that was true? Maybe eight, nine years? A real long time ago. <laughs> like, if it was 2012, then sure, I'd say that's legit, but it's not anymore. It's 20, Shit, 2012, you could barely use BG, except unless it was for Meeble Burrows or something like that. That's about it. Uh, Legion. Even the recipes were all, like, missing. <laughs> that was you. But, you know, yeah. only use old wiki for old information. That's that's another good myth to add into there. I like I do like them for things like lore. Like, I was just figuring out, like, at the end of COP, you can figure out who Wolverines is. We don't have any information about that. So, like, real-life lore um, about how weapons, weapons come from and the names and stuff and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's like as far as I'm concerned, the least important information. Like anyone can add the wiki. Like you don't have to know to edit the wiki. You can just add that and just all you have to do is just type it in plain text and click submit. And then that's that's literally all that has to be done. And then that's like a passion project kind of thing. We got more important stuff like Meeple Burrows. Yeah, for sure. If you're really hardcore into the lore of the game and just watch some YouTube videos. But unless Funk, you have anything that you can think of that people hold sacred, like uh, you know, like Lionheart was mentioned. You no, know, Lionheart's the best. Lionheart's the best. Now Lionheart doesn't exist, you know, and then just people repeat it and it becomes fact because everyone thinks so. Maybe something with Bard, maybe something with oh, Beastmaster. But I mean, just like in t- general, unless there's anything that you can think of at the top of your head, I'll let us uh, Fox or whatever play this episode out. Are we talking about things that people thought of back in the day that were not true, or just just when people like? take like offhand tp bonus for thief or something and just run with that and then you know nothing yeah, exists. They, they, they run with the same understanding of something regardless of how things have adapted or changed well how about the uh lucky egg eating it gives you treasure hunter one? Oh boy this is superstitious now get into the really old stuff there yeah i actually the other day in the gobby box because we're getting the sp keys i got a wild rabbit tail which says lucky rabbit tail i'm like oh no and i pulled up on bg i actually edited it like seven years ago to say this has no effect on your luck or chance besides taking away an inventory slot in the notes excellent how about things like uh getting a cat's eye from the gobby box stupid shit like that oh well that was just people making up shit well, they ran with it. Yeah, they did. Yeah, you got a point. They did actually run with it. They people, someone had one point said and lied and trolled that they got a cat's eye from the gobby box, and everyone's like trying to get out of the gobby box, and everyone thought it was. They didn't think it was true for a while. I remember that. I believed it when I came back to the game. I had no reason otherwise. It wasn't until was it you, Funk, who went in and pulled the information on what's available from the gobby box, and it was not available in the list, so you knew after pulling the information, it was not available. What actually set that straight? What happened was they added the new flags to the items, like flag like five or like six or some stupid shit. We didn't know what they're for until I think birth also had something to do with this. We did some calculations and figure out these tags were added at the same time the mod gardens were. And the one tag was usable inside the mod garden. So then we translated it and we added it to some pages after we redid a few. Then I still, I think I redid all those. There shouldn't be any more flag flags on there. Like just flag six, flag four or whatever it's called. I don't know. Oh, that's but right. after that, I remember that. That's when we figured out the other one was. Numbers, yeah. 
yeah, after that, that's when we figured out, okay, I guess the solar flag has to be something. So I think I looked back and figured out that they were added at the same time the copy boxes were introduced. That's how we figured out where it was. A real long time ago. This wasn't too long ago, actually. This was like 2015? Wow. Something like that? 16, maybe? Yeah, I try not to think about those kind of time frames anymore, man, because it just makes me sad. Yeah, that's what we were saying. Like, what's changed since 2018 when our <laughs> yeah, right. came out? Oh, it's just 2021. That wasn't half a decade ago. I haven't gotten to 2018 yet in my history. Yeah, so. I don't know this history thing. By the time you're done, the 20th anniversary will have already uh, passed. Yeah, it's and... going gonna to be way... It's going to be like the 25th anniversary. Y- yeah, you're going to be copying uh, the voracious uh, We Are Vana Deal things at this point. But note, <laughs> note they haven't pulled that thing they did the first time where they like use the exact screenshot you would use in the guide and stuff. They haven't done that yet. Because so. they didn't have them up there, so they had to figure something out. That's why the other years are so shitty. Anything after 2012 is just shit because there's like nothing there. I don't have anything yet. It's like the 2013, 2014, 2015 have like what five entries maybe tops. Uh, so you're saying because your guide isn't as completed as far as SE is along now that they can't make it as good. Exactly. Now it's to be about other people who work on other games we don't care about, like whatever that freaking Dynasty Warriors like game was, whatever the hell that was. I didn't read the last interview yet. Is it any good? Any I really don't read it. Maybe you, Fox. It's supposed to be better. I I don't bother when it's like with someone on a game that I have like no interaction with whatsoever. Like it's not about FXI, so I, I just don't care. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not here for their weird indirect ads about other games that SE puts out. Like I, I don't need that. You can I don't know why mobile game first. Tanaka should have been a glass. Uh, well, they had to balance out the order. Well, we're basically lopsided now because the first one was the best. Actually, yeah, I think. They should interview the guys who work on it, like that one dude who, um, the community manager guy, the Japanese dude. You mean, um... Mochizuki, I think his name is? Something like that? He's the dude that's always in the, uh... Yeah, I know you're talking The first detect. He's like the, the narrator guy. Uh, Sage Sunday. what about that, too? He, they haven't talked about him. I think he might have went out on a bad note. Well, they mentioned him, I think, in a couple, but they didn't really talk much about him since then, anywhere. Yeah, man, he's got a whole. He's got memes on BG, and when you got memes, only person up and left. He disappeared. Yeah, only person's got memes there is uh, Tanaka and Sage Sunday. He was probably fired for the Final Fantasy Vanilla or fourteen Vanilla crash. I Tanaka him. probably just blamed him for it. I'm sure, somebody had to take the E for it. And here we are. We're running. running with my shit again. Just exactly like the episode. But at any rate, thank you, Funk, for coming in to say, don't just believe that you have to use old wiki for old stuff. And thank you, Fox, for doing this whole thing with me. Granted, there are some pages, like, we're working on zones now. I think you're working on that spicy, but there's some pages to be desired, but it's not all, oh, everything old is bad. Don't even use it. Honestly, in terms of our monster pages, if you actually do a monster page for new stuff like Apex, they're actually better pages because they'll have the resistance values in there, which are important when you're making skill chains and deciding how to do stuff. Just, I haven't made those pages for gears. I'll do the Apex gears tonight, maybe. You see, what I get out of it is that we shouldn't instantly believe the JP Wiki, but we should absolutely instantly believe Funk. <laughs> there we go. Uptown Funky yeah, World. Man. Yeah, because I said that Tevnades is coming and everyone thought Eric was coming. Like, oh, new zone, new zone. Yeah, always check your sources make sure it's true, that's for sure. There's been a lot of rumors people have made over the years. And I know it wasn't about like rumors people believe is the thing. It's more about how like groupthink takes over the conscience of the community deciding what we've decided is best. Um, but still, those were also, that'd be another episode kind of thing, maybe. I don't know if there's been enough content. Maybe like a, 
a segment at one point like what are all the bullshit people have made up like cat's eye that's just a community's got a long history of that one. Oh, like uh tasai found for fresh on tasai that was another one i have a bunch of those and i think i have that one mentioned i'm sure i do from history pages but um what was the other thing i was going to say about all these uh fake uh photoshops as well like someone photoshopping the that was a heavy, thing for a while like photoshopping the drops into i don't know if they changed people saying oh you changed the dats and that's how i that says it on there i just took a screenshot of it it's not real it takes a lot of determination to go and troll people by changing your dat files to make it look like a mob drops something that doesn't actually drop i've seen lots of pixels in my day and that's some fixed pixels right there I don't know. I've got a pretty good one where I where I synthesize a sex swing plus one. <laughs> there you go. Prime example. And someone believed it, it exists. Who? What? Mer? Mer? Oh, shit. Not that page still on PG about it. I bet if I don't it have it in the that people would believe it. The sex swing plus one is. Uh... Just search for it. You'll find it. Yeah. See, FFXI is just a low enough resolution game <laughs> to where you can get away with that kind of shit. So. I, I, I forgot about the sex swing plus one. Seem shocked. Uh, anyway, okay, thank you, Fox. And I think, yeah, the moral of the whole thing was please think about things that are said and don't just take it. And, and ask if you don't know what someone's saying, ask specific questions about how they reach that conclusion. The gear sets they have matter. The city, like, after, just ask for context. Like what Buki did is I'm still waiting for someone to post sets to prove this is viable. That gets you most of the way there. It's more than just the sets. But just be skeptical and, you know... We talked thoroughly, too, for the second time about Thief, especially. No more Thief, but we've talked about how weapons are built and applied to situations and play styles, and there's more things that go into it than, than spreadsheets. And hey, 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 Thief was just, it happened to come up. I didn't, you know, it happened, it could have been 10 years from now it came up, but it just happened to come up immediately after the episode. Uh-huh. I, I have no, this is not a secret Thief podcast now. Oh, okay. Alright, yeah, I guess that about does it, huh? Yeah, so if anyone wants to come on to talk about any job episodes or wants to be a guest, uh, just reach out to us in any method possible. You can post on the BG forums, I'll see it someday or something. I mean, even that'll work if you can't figure anything out. Join the Discord, it's always linked. Or send us an email at, what's the email, Fox? Uh, Vanadil at gmail.com. Yes, it is. Very suspect. So otherwise, join the r slash Final Fantasy Eleven subreddit, the high-quality subreddit for not being r slash FFXI and not being as dumb, because these things would not happen in that subreddit. These things that are being talked about here, that doesn't fly, like Lucifer and I and, and anyone else that, you know, is moderating there, like Funk. Uh, we don't let that sort of, like, fly. You know, you, you get called out on that, and you're going to have to really step up to the plate of, I think, 969 accuracy will cap in Wave 3. Uh, you know, you got you got the, the bar is a little higher. So, if you want to join that subreddit for good information and able ability to ask questions where thoughtful answers are proposed, then that's the kind of place that if this was up your alley, then that's the kind of place for that. So, that and apparently the link show was on fire today. Funkworks wouldn't know because he's not on our fucking server anymore. Jeez. But the link show is actually talking, so you can join the link show. People have been asking about that in the Discord and stuff like that lately. I think Table was saying something. Which is an interesting name. Guy's got his legs on the ground, but you know, welcome table. Yeah, he's 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 a you know he's a solid guy. So <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm so fucking done. We need to talk forever. You get exhausted. Your brain goes to mush. So yes, yeah. uh, 
Shout out to everyone. Thank you for Zahn for writing that last ad. If you want to write us a stupid ad and you want to pretend to be a sponsor, because uh, we don't have or want sponsors. I mean, Fox could use some money so we can buy some more beer. <laughs> but, real. you know, uh, otherwise, you know, that's it. Play us out, Fox. All right. Later, guys. Minimalist.